Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. All right, I think we are finally live. What is going on, everybody? This is Randall Thor 19, the man with the million. And we're coming at you with our reaction, our review for the Xbox Game Showcase. And with me, as always, I have my co-host, the wonderful Jez Corden of Windows Central. What is going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. Pretty good, man. So glad it's Friday, though. I know, right? It's been a, it's been a long week, man. A yeah. long week. Yesterday, yesterday was a uh, was a very long day. Uh, it was a lot of uh, sitting in front in front of the, the computer, watching things go down, and then checking out all the Halo Infinite memes once the show ended. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a lot of a lot of memes. A lot of memes. Yeah. Did, Not, you, did you enjoy, enjoy the memes? Oh yeah, I love the memes, dude. They're I. Like I here's the thing like I remember uh, the uh, the Xbox guys posting all the bug bug snacks memes you know after uh, <laughs> the PS5 showcase yeah. and I'm a fan of a good meme and that uh, the brute meme is just it's hilarious to see people's creativity with it so every time I see one and I just I just have a good laugh like you can't get, you can't get upset at that it's just like you know it's just it's just too funny and the C343 just embrace the meme and call him Craig uh, I thought that was uh, I thought that was hilarious, but we'll we'll talk more about that now. We were last week uh, when we did the show said, "Hey, we're gonna try to do it Thursday," but you ended up being pretty busy, and I ended up being pretty busy. So fortunately, we couldn't do it yesterday. Uh, you had a bunch of like bunch of interviews after the uh, the games conference, right? The game showcase. I did. Yeah, I had a few. Yeah. Did you write about them on Windows Central? Not yet. Um... I'm doing something about uh, Crossfire X next week. So I got to see that behind closed doors, saw some campaign footage. In fact, I can talk about it on the show as well, actually, because there's no embargo for that. Um, I also saw Halo Infinite uh, with, uh, I don't know what to call it. Like uh, the same same gameplay I saw on stage, but with uh, developer commentary this time, explaining a little bit more of their thinking behind some of the elements and stuff. There wasn't a, a ton of new details there, but... Uh, I can talk about some stuff they said and some stuff that came out in the interviews from across the industry. Right. We can talk about that in a bit. Yeah. So um, this, we're not going to really talk about the games we played unless you really want to, because I was going to kind of save that for next week. And, or, and do you, unless do you want to talk about the games we played and this show can just literally be about everything that happened yesterday. What do you think, Jez? Yeah, sure. I mean, I will, I will just say like, for uh, people who are interested, I'm currently playing a game called Other Side, mm. and 
usually I just like I'd agree to skip over it, but not enough people are talking about this game. Like if you're into turn-based tactics games, other sides like anime turn-based tactics, like it's kind of like near Automata if it was a turn-based tactics game. It's really gorgeous. It's very bloody. It's very violent, and it's brutally difficult. And uh, you should check it out, Google it, and stuff. Um, but I just wanted to make, mention that before we moved on because yeah. I don't think enough people are talking about it. Yeah, I'm not even. Has has it? Did it come out yet? Because I'm not even sure it's out. I think it it's not out, out yet. It comes out. Um, it comes out next week on Xbox, PC, and PS4, and then later on on Switch. Right. And it's just uh, it's like a turn-based tactics with roguelike elements. You play like a bunch of uh, like uh, I don't even know what to call them. It's the the story's vague. I think you're inside someone's mind and it's all messed up. And there's like nightmare creatures coming at you, and and you have to sort of control like an army of memories. It's hard to describe actually. But I just started playing it earlier. It's it's all black and white, but the blood it's all it's black, white, and red. So like there's loads of blood, and that's the only red thing. The art style is really oppressive, and I think maybe some people won't like that aspect of it, but. Um, I actually really do like that aspect of it. It makes it unique and stuff like that. So maybe I'll get some gameplay for you and we can put it on when we play when we're uh, podcasting next week. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I've been playing uh, just really quickly before we move on. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima on the PlayStation Four, my PlayStation Four Pro. Uh, really good game. Uh, it's my first Sucker Punch game, as I haven't played any of the Infamouses yet. Although I, I do own them on the PlayStation. I haven't played Infamous 2 or Infamous First Light. Really like what I'm doing. It's it's going to take me a long time to complete that game, though. It's completely open world with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things and a lot of uh, places to visit. But I'm digging the combat quite a bit, and the story is pretty interesting. So I'm still on the first island. I feel like I played the game for like 12 or 15 hours already. So hopefully I'll have the game finished, and then we'll t- I'll give my like full complete thoughts next week. Um, but I am, I'm really enjoying it though. It's fun. Uh, and I just want to take a little bit of time to mention, uh, you know, thank you to everybody who's shown up the podcast today and especially the ones who have uh, messaged me privately or tweeted me and said, Hey, hope your back is feeling better. Uh, these are the things that I've done, you know, when I had back problems, like they, they have pretty much fully gone away. I'm kind of like 90%, but I guess that's what I get for giving up, uh, sugar. Uh, my body was just like, what are you doing giving up sugar? Uh-uh, we're going to put you in pain. And yeah, <laughs> it, that whole that whole weekend, I was probably in the worst pain I've ever been in my life. Uh, my oh back, my God. like I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed. I needed help to get out of bed. Like that's how painful it was to move and sit up or stand up or do anything. But as of today, like a week later, everything's basically back to normal. So uh, that's what I get for cutting out caffeine, cold turkey, and basically not, ha- you know, putting any sugar in my body. I mean, like it's like you tweeted out, like we're we're the uh, Xbox Diet podcast now, right? Yeah, we are. I'm also dieting, man. Yeah. We we are now the Xbox Dieting podcast. But I wasn't I wasn't a big sugar guy. My my issue is all like eating too much like carbohydrates, man. Too much bread. Yeah. Too much pasta. But I've cut cut right down calorie counting. Planning to lose 100 pounds, so let's see how that goes. Yeah, so thank you guys uh, for all the messages and, and the comment sections and in the tweet. It means a lot. Um, shout out to Sin Vendetti. He says, man, that Xbox game showcase didn't feel filmic enough. Yeah, that's the one thing. I mean, it was 60 mm. frames, you know? 
the, the every yeah. showcase should be 60 frames and not that filmic 30. Uh, but enough, enough with that filmic stuff. And uh, shout out to Mike. He says, is Crossfire X the same Crossfire by Smilegate? It is, but it's like a separate yes. campaign that they're building, right? It's like Remedy's yes. building a campaign uh, for the game. And Robert says, Ooh. love Halo, but after five years, a new engine wanted more. Uh, Halo seems to be kind of uh, getting a very mixed reaction online, uh, yeah, a little I bit. would say. A lot of people kind of loving the gameplay. Like, I'm one of them, as I said in my video. Love the gameplay. A lot of people not really liking the uh, the graphical pop powers or the way the game looks or anything like that. But we'll go in depth into our thoughts on, on this stuff here. And Benny Bick says, Balan Wonderland should have been in the main event. It was awesome and nice little deep dive. Where was all the promised gameplay? We will do better. Uh, Balan Wonderland, yes, the I think that was the like new game from the Sonic Creator and Knights Creator that they put in the pre-show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not my type of thing whatsoever. So, I figured, you know what? Um, let's start off with let Let's start off with a topic, Jazz, really quickly. Um, I'm gonna give your uh, thoughts on this. Did Microsoft and Sega accidentally accidentally leak the Xbox Series X release date? You mean? Uh oh, you switched mics. Oh, now you're back to the regular one. <laughs> oh, what? Sorry. It, like you went uh, from your other mic to your to your mic you're currently using, like really, really quickly. It was weird. Oh, uh, that's strange. Um, hang on. I'm, it might be a setting I messed with. Um, so uh, what do you mean? Because they they said a game would be a launch game. And well, then... yeah, yeah. So I made a video, and I mean, could be wrong. You know, I, I get stuff wrong all the time. I'm not perfect, right? That you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not Randall perfect. You know, um, even though, even though I will, I will point out if you watched my video for Monday, my prediction video, my preview video for this showcase, I nailed every single first party game at the show, even stated a K three, every single one I said that was going to be at the show was at the show. Mm. I got to give myself a pat on the back. I don't think I've ever nailed it completely like that. Yeah, it's it's hard to really get well, third it's, party It's stuff. easy when you know. Well, I didn't know State of K3 was going to be there. <laughs> you know? Oh, you didn't? I, mean, I didn't, didn't know for sure. On Monday, absolutely not. Mm. The only thing I knew on Monday, mm. the only thing I knew on Monday was Halo Infinite was going to start the show, and that Fable was closing the show, and mm. that Obsidian's game was going to be there, essentially. Mm. And that's it. And I didn't know anything fun. else. But like, I I nailed everything else. So it's kind of why my, uh, you know, why I, I, I liked the show because it was exactly the show I predicted it would be, just with no gameplay. <laughs> so, uh, Rand Al Psychic dropped that hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Creek Cross says, "Do you know which game was actually running on, Ser- on a Series X yesterday? Probably none of them. Uh, maybe Forza. I mean, it wasn't really clear. A lot of the games." I don't really know, Jazz. Do you have an idea how many games were running on Series X yesterday? I mean, Halo wasn't. That was confirmed to be running on PC. I think so, none of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't Probably. think. I don't really think any of them were. And Geek they're, says they're, they're all running on dev kits because that's that's what happens, you know. Uh, Not that many people have retail units yet. So, Geek says, how many games did they held back? I mean, we didn't see anything from Compulsion or In Exile or Project Mara. I mean, how we didn't even learn anything really new about Hellblade. Uh, the Initiatives game, uh, Coalition, 
I mean, so there's some stuff, but I don't know if the stuff's any like coming out anytime soon. There's probably some games from Global Publishing as well in in the work, but they obviously didn't showcase those. So who yeah. knows? But um, yeah, back really quickly uh, to the Series X thing. So they pre-orders went up for the Yakuza game, the Yakuza Seven or whatever it is. I think it's like like a dragon, and it's launching November thirteenth that Friday, and you can start playing it digitally like on uh, November twelfth at six p.m. But remember when it was at, uh, the Winter Soldier says, where was the Battletoads? So that was the guess. I thought because Battletoads was raided that it would be shadow dropping. You know, you don't get everything oh. completely right. Oh, so you didn't get everything. Well, I didn't. I said it would be a shadow drop, you and it wasn't. didn't get everything. Hmm. Ben says that he, li- he, he really <laughs> likes us, but Rand is always so arrogant. Am I arrogant? I don't think I'm very arrogant. <laughs> I'm just giving uh. myself props for getting those predictions right. Not arrogant. Uh, um, so, yeah, the game's launching on, like, November 13th. And then, if you go all the way back to May 7th, when they did the Inside Xbox, the article from the, uh, you know, Sega of America was, Yakuza Like a Dragon is a day one launch title for Series X. And that it's coming day one with the system. So, you know, am I wrong to put two and two <clears throat> together and say, well, the game's no. coming out on November 13th. And they already said that it's a launch title for Series X, day one. Is that when you could expect the Series X to come out? I think that's a a strong possibility uh, for two reasons. Uh, A, because of that. And B, because Amy Hood let slip in the investor call that it was coming in the November holiday season, whatever that means. So... uh, it does certainly seem like we're looking at a November launch for this thing. Yeah, I right, I right now believe November's probably the day, unless Microsoft's doing some super, you know, secret trickery to then suddenly announce it sooner. But I don't think so. I think like they've always said holiday. November is holiday. I think it's pretty fair to assume it probably will be holiday now. Yeah. Um, November thirteenth though, Friday the thirteenth, spooky. it's very spooky and then the only question left is really like okay if that's truly the date which it probably is at this point unfortunately i would like my system in october that i speculated on like ah maybe you know because me and you and a bunch of other people had heard that the original plan probably before covid was that it was going to come out in september and that lockhart would come out in november which i'm confident was probably the original plan before everything kind of you know, went, uh, you know, horribly south. And I thought, well, maybe yeah. they can get it out in October, but it doesn't really seem like that's the case. Now the question is, like, do they launch both systems day one on November 13th? Are they, you know, is one November 13th, one November 20th? Is the PS5 the week before on November 6th, or is it the week after on November 20th? I'm going to assume both systems will all be out, or, you know, all three, essentially, both from Microsoft and the two from PlayStation will definitely be out before, uh, you know, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday shopping season. Uh, is this something to keep in mind? Uh, either way, I can't wait to get my Series X. Although, I will say, though, Jazz, that that showcase didn't do a very good job of selling people on Series X. Although, that's not really Microsoft's main uh, focus at this point, clearly. Like, they're, they're, they don't really care. I don't know how many times i got to repeat this to people, but uh, they don't really care 
if you buy the Series X, all they really care about is if you're subscribed to Game Pass and playing the games in their ecosystem. But it wasn't a really good showcase for Series X, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't. It wasn't really a. I think like they really needed Hellblade gameplay. Mm. If, if if Hellblade looks as good as it did last year, having like a, even a small slice of Hellblade gameplay could have been like the thing to point to and be like, well look at this this is like showcasing the the actual power of the xbox series x but they didn't really have anything in there like that really said oh you need an xbox series x for this you know save for maybe like the medium but again it's like you know that's a narrative horror game you kind of like i think about what sony did with ratchet and clank and that was more impressive from a gameplay perspective than anything microsoft showed in my opinion yeah. in terms of next gen in terms of things that you needed next gen hardware to produce you know so i think um i agree with you that it wasn't a great show for xbox series x necessarily but i think it was a good show for the ecosystem especially when people like us have been banging on at microsoft to be a bit more bold and you know announce things further further away yeah i know we've definitely said that on this <laughs> oh show i've th- that's the thing like so my thoughts about the show were like, it was the show I predicted, clearly, and I've been one of the people very vocal about, tell me what you're working on in the future. I don't even really care if it's two years away. I just want to know what you're doing. Because yeah. the last few years haven't really been great in that regard. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, Sea of Thieves is coming, State of Decay and Crackdown, but if you're not fans of those things, like, what do you have to look for? And it was like, oh, just Gears or just Ori. Like, sell me on you know, what you would call a hope and a dream. Very similar to what, you know, Sony was very good at. Like, here comes E3 2016. Boom, God of War. Boom, Day is Gone. You know, Last of Us 2 eventually at the end of the year. Spider-Man. Now, you may not be interested in all of those things, but one of them may catch your eye, and you'd be like, okay, that's the game I really want. So mm-hmm. they did that. You know, they, they, they dropped Obsidian's new RPG. They finally announced Fable. They'd be like, here's State of Decay 3. Halo Infinite's coming right away. They definitely showcased games that are clearly not coming out anytime soon. So they they did exactly what I wanted. It's just, I kind of wish the trailers were a little bit longer or maybe showed a little bit uh, uh, more gameplay. But that's kind of yeah. why like I gave it an ape because it's like, all right, I know, like I'm, I, I know, like for a long time I always said that. Uh, you know the memes around Xbox being that it has no games, and what what really are you? What really can you look forward to with Xbox? And now it's like, well, now there's plenty of stuff to look forward to. The problem is like they're just far away, which is to be expected because games don't grow in trees. You know they bought these studios in 2018. They all started working on projects. You know, four yeah. years, three years to make stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my initial like thoughts. Like, it could have been better. Like, the show could have been like if they showed gameplay or a longer, more involved trailer for Fable and and Avowed, and maybe cut out some of the other things. Like, I have no idea why Ori Two was there. Like, especially yeah. when, especially when they had a separate Xbox Wire Xbox Wire post talking about the updates to Forza Horizon Four and Gears Five. And see <clears throat> thieves. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, that's cool, but like, w- it, was Ori two there because it was the only thing that showcased what Series X could do? Because they specifically said, 
okay, this is this is going to run at 120 hertz, which we've never been able to do before in the console. And I kind of thought to myself, well, this it, this this has to be here because they at least want to mention what the console can do. Otherwise, like I would have just grouped that together with the other announcements in the Xbox Wire article. Uh, that was that was kind of weird, yeah. but. Um, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people giving their opinions about the show in in the chat. So uh, make sure you guys let us know. Give us a, give us a score uh, out of uh, you know one to ten. What you thought about the conference? Uh, I thought it was an eight, as I said in my video. Uh, you know, seven point five to an eight is pretty much what I'm I'm feeling at this point after sleeping on a little bit. Uh, Jazz, you originally gave the show a nine. Uh, what are you thinking after sleeping on a little bit? After thinking about it some more. What do you think about it? Is it still a nine to you, or, or are you? No, no. I after I slept on it, I thought like maybe it was more like an eight. Like I, the hype for State, you know, like State of Decay, and I've been following that studio for so long, and I really, you know, Jeff Strain, and from back from his World of Warcraft days, I really, really want them to realize their vision of this sort of connected zombie simulator because you know it's my ideal game. You know, it's my it's my dream game, and uh, when they showed that off, I was like really hyped and stuff but now when i think about it it's probably more like an eight i'm with you like it was like a great solid show but there wasn't enough immediate stuff coming up and at the same time i kind of feel like like with sony there's just coronavirus stuff going on and games don't grow on trees and also another aspect to it is back last year we would have had third party games with gameplay mm. on the stage at E3. This year, we didn't have any third party to shore up the, the thing because there was no E3. So, like, I think um, some of the, maybe, the meat is kind of lost because third third party does make up a lot of what we play. You know, it's something people often seem to forget. Um, and I know there's a lot of third party games I'm looking forward to, like Watch Dogs Legion, the new Assassin's Creed, Cyberpunk star wars squadrons like i want to play all of those on the series x anyway so those are the kind of games that they could have used to show the power of the series x but because of the way that you know they can't you know align timelines as easily as they could before all the crazy stuff going on in the world um it was a different show but i think like given what was going on i think it was an eight out of ten personally yeah. So uh Spitfire Spud, he uh gave us a super chat without saying anything. Thanks, buddy. And uh man, a lot of people with a lot of different varying scores as they type in their stuff. Face, he wants to know overall good show, not perfect. Seven point five for me for Microsoft marketing and bragging about twelve T flops. Halo Infinite didn't look good. Gameplay was cool though. Uh yeah, we're gonna be talking about Halo in depth here in just a little bit. Uh Gamer by Choice says, uh ooh, I just lost that. Uh, damn lot. Look at all these fours, sixes, nines, eights, fives. Definitely a very, uh, very diverse set of Red. opinions, uh, going on here. Damn. I just lost where I was. Uh, no ducks given says the show had some issues, but you can't please everybody. Show is an easy H just for the diversity of titles to come. Uh, sin vendetta says, I'm just going to say that I know Undead labs is in pre-production, but say decay three needs to have the look and tone of that trailer. It's funny. Uh, me and Jez were actually talking about that before we went live, um, and we'll we'll continue that com conversation uh, as we keep on going. Um, 
so I want to kind of start off with the pre-show, uh, and then we'll get into the main show. Pre-show, Jazz, do you have any thoughts? Did you even watch the pre-show? Did you even watch the Jeff Keighley stuff? I did. I didn't listen to what the people was the influencers. Oh, who, cares? Quote, unquote. who cares? Like, <laughs> seriously, I sat there and I'm like, who gives a crap? Well, I, I say that and like, pers- like, I'm secure enough in my own opinion. Like, I don't care about what really anybody else thinks, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I don't care what Jacksepticeye uh, says. Even though I do watch a lot of his videos, I don't care about what his opinion is about Xbox. Um, and they had some other people there. I had no clue who, who they were. I do like Alana Pierce. I watch her stuff a lot of time. Uh, shout out to her. Uh, she did. A, she joined an Xbox podcast on Kind of Funny with Snowbike Mike and Gary Witta, and uh, they did their first episode, and I thought it was pretty good. I always like hearing Alana talk about Xbox. So she was like, she was like the only one that seemed to know what was going on with Xbox. All the other people were like either PC gamers or PlayStation guys, and just like, hey, what do you use Xbox for? What games do you like? And they're just like, I don't know, man. I just watched Netflix on it. It's like really, <laughs> you have this like show that Xbox hyped up and did it in collab with you, and most of the people on there couldn't tell you anything about Xbox whatsoever. Uh, like, so in that regard, like, I hate, like, oh, it, like, did they, I don't know, maybe, maybe they think people are going to tune in to hear what these people say, but they're only there for a couple minutes. It's like, you know what, just, just show me the games. And they've started off with what, Dragon Quest 11S, which I do not care about at all. I you don't wrong, care about wrong, it at all. Wrong, like, who cares? Wrong. Like, who cares about Dragon Quest? Happen. Who cares about I Dragon knew, Quest? I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. Yeah. I knew you were going to slide Dragon Quest and you're wrong. No, I'm you're totally bad, right. There, Xbox was a better place <laughs> without Dragon Quest on it. Oh, what? Oh, God, you're <laughs> such a horrible, horrible, <laughs> terrible person. But I was actually thinking, like, they should have had Dragon Quest in the main show instead of Ori. Because yeah. even if you don't care about that, that was like, that's a huge get. That is like one franchise that's just never been on Xbox platform. You know, it, it, was, a, it was a huge, you know, thing for such a story franchise to make an appearance so even if you don't care about it i think that was a big deal I, i'm kidding i'm i'm glad dragon quest is here for the people that love it i'm kidding some people think i'm serious when it comes to this stuff i try to joke around and people are calling us simps for alana in the chat oh my simps? yeah a simp is I'm a person who throws money at them i i just say i le- i like watching her content doesn't mean i i'm a messenger messenger or tweeting her all the time or throwing her all the money in the world. Like, Jesus Christ, get a hold of yourselves, guys. Um, see, people think I'm being serious. Look, I don't care about Dragon Quest, but I love that it's here for you guys that do. So Thank you, Ryan. Keep on playing it. God, I try to be a little, just a little controversial, a little joking around, and everybody just jumps down my throat. Anyways, Dragon Quest is there, yeah. which was a big announcement. I agree. Dragon Quest has always never been on Xbox. So it's pretty cool to see that it is coming. Although I, I, I'm not going to play it. I don't care. And I will not play it for charity, Jez. So, um, no, you're playing Pokemon Snap for charity. No, I'm not. I'm not no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, let's see. Oh, Exo Mecha, which was very Transformer yeah. looking. Like I, the two Transformers fighting on the battlefield, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I think that, that game's coming to Xbox, Xbox. They had a new trailer for Watch Dogs Legion. And I just thought to myself, why? We just, we just saw this at the at the Ubisoft forward thing, uh, like who cares about Watch Dogs Lee's? And it was, I almost think it was the same trailer they used before. It was just like, why is this here? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And the echo generation, which I thought looked really cool. 
Uh, it's from the people that did. Uh, it's from the devs like Coco Coco Cucumber or something like that, or Coco Cumber. <laughs> I know Coco Coco Cucumber or something like something that. Something like that. But it was. It, I don't that know. That game looks amazing. It looked. It looked really cool. Uh, they made. Oh God, what game did they made recently that was on Game Pass that I played that I thought was was uh, fun? But I just don't remember. Uh, Riverbond. Riverbond. There you go. And it kind of looks like that, but more of a uh, horror. Yeah. Uh, Hello horror, Neighbor. Horror Tactics. I mean, I'm done for that. Yeah, uh, Hello Neighbor Two was announced. Like I don't, I've tried playing Hello Neighbor One. Not for me, but it is like a big game. People seem to love it. A lot of less plays about it, so that's coming. Then they had a no nice, like then they had a nice uh, ID at Xbox montage, and there are a lot of games I was very interested in this ID at Xbox montage. Tunic finally coming after all these years. Tunic, I think, is actually coming with the Series X. I think it's like day one or like close to the launch. I cannot. Are you sure? I'm. Not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. I thought that was 2021. No, if you look at the Xbox Wire article, they said 2020, and I'm pretty sure the creator said that like it's coming like around the launch uh, of the console. So, maybe I'm getting something mixed up with something else. And... Um, and like 12 Minutes is finally coming, which seemed pretty sweet. Um, Sable looked cool. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of just... Those are the ones that kind of jumped out at me, but there's a lot of really cool indie games from ID at Xbox that are coming like first to console and I believe also all on on Game Pass, which is great because that was kind of the big winner for this whole showcase. It was not necessarily the pre-show, but for the whole showcase. It was just like all these games are on Game Pass. And I think that might have negatively impacted what they could have shown because they wanted it to be like everything you see is going to be on Game Pass. So they essentially couldn't show Assassin's Creed Valhalla again or they couldn't show Cyberpunk 2077 or any other third-party games that aren't launching in Game Pass because they wouldn't be able to say, hey, everything's on Game Pass. So while it sells mm. Game Pass incredibly, because there's a lot of content coming for a low you know, monthly cost, you kind of lose out on the big third-party games that you know Sony had at their conference, like Resident Evil 8 or some of the Square Enix games. or You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of a plus and a minus for them. So I thought the pre-show was kind of um kind of a waste. I mean they hyped it up a little bit. I did tune into it, but I felt like I didn't. I felt like if I had, didn't watch it, I wouldn't have missed anything. Like most of it was just, and most of it was just influencers and big YouTubers talking about how they don't know anything about Xbox. And it was just like, and I'm trying to think if, if, if Jeff did the same thing for a PlayStation, if they would have said the same thing, if, if, if those people would have been like, yeah, I only turn on my PlayStation a couple times a year. Or, you know, I don't really, you know, like I just I mean like me saying that. Yeah. Or like <laughs> me saying that. And that's something is like, I turn on my PlayStation because the excuses are so damn good that that's why I'm turning it on. But these guys are just like, nah, you know, I'm just really PC. <laughs> just play on my playstation and I don't, xbox what's that you know um <laughs> the thing is that honestly they're going to struggle to find people who actually do i know in that in that space that actually do main xbox you know i mean it's been a tough generation for xbox so i mean like a lot of a lot of people a lot of uh influencers have gravitated to pc or playstation because it was the dominant platform uh mm-hmm. some there's a lot still a common sentiment among gamers out there that xbox is a joke which is what Phil and company and their first party is trying to turn people around. So, you know, it is it is what it is, and they're on the, the way to do it. It just takes a lot of time and good games to put out to change the narrative. Uh, JD Gamer says, Sony's show wasn't better. 
Xbox Series X had more games, variety, and some launch dates, and a better showcase for SSD in the medium than Ratchet and Clank from PS5. Um, the Series X, the showcase didn't have more games. The PlayStation had 26 games, so it didn't have more. Eh, variety, you can kind of say, mm, I mean, Sony had a lot of variety in the indie titles that they showed. Maybe not necessarily in the first party. Uh, Sony had, yeah, they, there were some dates for some of those games, and that is a question mark for Xbox. A lot of those games didn't. Um, did uh, So we'll compare this one really quickly. The SSD tech between Ratchet and & Clank and Medium. Do you think it was showcased better in Ratchet & Clank or in the Medium? Like, if you're just judging it from the game's showcase, I would say they demonstrated it better in Ratchet & Clank than Medium did. Yeah, I agree. Like, the Medium the medium looks great, and I'm going to buy it, and I really like everything about the way it looks, but it's also, you know mechanically it doesn't have it's not going to have as many mechanics or as much dynamism as you know a 3d platformer with all the destruction the combat and stuff like that so i think ratchet and clank showed up way better than the medium as a showcase title which is why i said microsoft should have had a vertical slice of hellblade 2 Mm. or something like that to show or even like even a third party game you know if if you're going to like if you're going to do marketing deals with Cyberpunk and stuff like that, be like, this is why Cyberpunk plays best on the Xbox Series X. Even if they had, like, two minutes to show, like, side-by-side slice of Xbox Series X, how it boosts, you know, boosts it up or whatever. But maybe they can do that in the platform showcase next month or something. Yeah. We have over 1,600 people watching. Thank you very much, guys. I know a lot of people are tuned in to hear... Uh, me and Jess talk about this stuff and give their own opinions about it. So we appreciate everyone being here on a Friday. Sorry we couldn't do the show yesterday. But if you're here and you're enjoying the show, make sure you, make sure you hit the like button and uh, share this out on social media because uh, YouTube doesn't really do a good job sometimes. Thank you. Uh, Mariana Pampa says, gave it at least an 8. I got plenty of games, new games, variety. Game Pass is the winner. But I agree, for those people outside looking in, Xbox didn't give them a lot of reasons to buy Series X. And I would say that if you're probably entrenched in the Xbox platform, you probably be like, hey, I'm good. But if you're probably on the PlayStation 5 and you're like, okay, sell me on why I should make the or sell me on why I should buy Xbox or make the Switch, probably didn't do a good job of that. But I mean, like, as I mentioned, and I've been saying for, I don't know, a year now, uh I, Microsoft they don't care what system you buy as long as you play. Like, the games are on PC for a reason. You know, they, they want you to play wherever you want to play. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I would say they didn't do a good job showcasing why you need a Series X, you know, uh, at least with these both of these game showcases. Maybe they do a better job of that with whatever they do in August because eventually they're going to have to announce Lockhart. And uh, Gamer by Choice says, should have marketed show as an Xbox Game Pass show. Uh, eh, you know. Um, so that was the pre-show. That, that's what Xbox is now, you know. Mm-hmm. People who like it's it's an Xbox Game Pass show like that that is what Xbox is now, that's what subsidizes the the console price, that's what's paying for your games to be made. It is Xbox Game yeah. Pass. So you know. And, and DJ Bird Doss says you got it backwards, Rand. The one guy said he uses Xbox for everything, including Netflix. He only uses for PS for ex- PS for exclusives. As for the rest of them, I don't know. Pretty sure I Jack Septic guy said it the other way around, but I'll take your word for it. And Digital Source says. You have to include the games from Xbox May Show to actually jo- judge the shows equally. Well, I mean, okay, maybe. Um, sure, like there's games coming. I, I don't know because we're gonna have a we're gonna have a PlayStation show here in a couple weeks. 
uh, and they're going to show stuff that's new, and the rumors are that Microsoft held stuff back just in case. Um, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see what... Uh, I mean, because Sony hasn't dated... Like, I, I also... I'm a little frustrated here that we're in, we're in July, right? We're almost into August, and we don't know when the consoles are coming. You don't know what the prices of the consoles are. You don't even know if the cheaper next-gen Xbox thing is an actual thing, even though it seems like it's a thing, right? Uh, <laughs> pre-orders aren't up yet. Like, I kind of just... I kind of just flash back to 2013, and, like, everybody gave their price in June at E3, now, sure, I don't. Maybe pre-orders weren't open. I don't remember seven years ago very well, but like this back and forth and playing, you know, chicken with the, with each other has really gone on a long time. Like, you know, there's that rumored state of play that Sony's putting on in August. Are they going to be dropping uh, pre-orders in price then, or are they just going to be like, here's a state of play, here's some new games, maybe some demos of Horizon Zero Dawn or something. And then not, and then wait for Xbox to announce Locker. Like, what's, like, isn't it kind of a little frustrating a little bit here? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I like I have the money set aside for both systems. It, it's, but I'm not, I, I know, you know, especially with, like, the way the world is and everybody out of a job, like, these consoles are a heavy investment. But, like, a lot of people want to know how much they need to put aside or how much they need to save. And it just seems like we're getting we're getting really close to a point where these consoles are a couple months away, and you can't pre-order them yet, and you don't even know how much they cost. It's it's getting a little it's getting a little. I mean, it's good for me because I can make videos about it. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, as like a as a regular person, as a gamer, it's kind of just getting a little a little frustrating between the two. It's like, what is going on here? Are you are you, are both of you too? Afraid to say that your console's five hundred dollars, and you neither want to be the first one to say that it's that expensive. Or are you both literally looking for you? We're going to undercut. We're waiting for you to announce this so we can undercut you. And because of that, uh, uh, there's this perpetual standoff. You know. <laughs> oh, it's all fun and games until someone announces their pre-order dates. Uh, yeah, but um, they're probably just also trying to like see if they can cut like last-minute, last-ditch efforts to bring the prices down maybe too because price is always crucial right um but i don't know uh, when did they typically in the past they've done that at e3 right where they've well, just yeah yeah, yeah gone nuts yeah. and announced everything at e3 yeah so this is like if they come out in november this is going to be like the longest time or the shortest time between between like a reveal of the price and the actual launch. Yeah, definitely. It, it, definitely. And th you know what? I, after going through all this stuff and sitting through all these like shows individually, I really miss E3 at this point. I thought yeah. it might be pretty cool for each one to have their own show. No, E3 is no. needed. <laughs> and I, I kind of sit here and wish, I kind of sit here and think like how much different this would have all played out if Microsoft could have put on an hour and 40 minute show that they had been planning since the start like all the f announcements, all the third pass stuff, all the hardware, potentially price and everything at one show at a single time instead of this piecemeal, you know, month by month stuff. Because like even like Ubisoft and EAs, they're like th individually like they're not very good, but at least you could have had like uh one of their like 
trailers or gameplay demos at each one of these conferences like it just it it just was not good whatsoever and maybe that's because it was thrown together all last minute like you know the world kind of went to shit uh and like they kind of had to scramble to do these digital conferences and stuff like that so i i really 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 miss e3 let me know in chat do you agree with me do you miss e3 as much as i do if you do, type a 1, and if uh, you enjoy this digital format to prefer it over E3, hit a 9. 1 for missing E3, 9 for I like the digital format better. I'm, I really miss E3, Jez. I really do. Yep, same. I, uh, I actually thought, like, I thought, oh, this would be nice. We can do all the everything from home. It'll be comfortable, blah, 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 blah. But it's just been, like, one long E3. I've been getting like 150 emails a day about games. And it's, before it'd be like, yeah, it'd be a nightmare two weeks of stress and hard work. But then it'd be like, ah, now I can take a break. But this summer has just been like so much stuff spread out and all over the place too. Like, yeah. because you don't know which show to watch. It's like, is Summer Game Fest, what is that? Do I need to watch that for game announcements? When's Ubisoft's show? When's EA's show? And they're all over the place and it's all chaos. And I want it back purely from a professional standpoint, but also just from a hype standpoint. Like, can you imagine if, if like, I don't know, Christmas was drawn out? Like, <laughs> if you got one, one present yeah. over a whole month instead of all of one day? Like, and like one day it was like, you get your new Xbox and the next day you get like a toothbrush or something. Like, yeah. It <laughs> suck. So yeah, bring it back. Bring it back E3, please. I've, yeah. I've had enough of this. Smoking crack and banging. Smoking crack says comparing PS4 and Xbox, they aren't in the same level. One is game pass. Other is game of the year. X triple a games. Opinions, man. Opinions. Anyway, PlayStation puts out incredible games. I I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm loving Ghost of Shima right now. King's Blood, what's up, man? How you doing? He says, salute, bro. The show is a 7 out of 10. Halo and lack of gameplay are the only downfalls. Um, I agree. The lack of gameplay is pretty stark. But for me, it's probably like an 8. Um, it was exactly what I thought. Uh, at least now you have games to look forward to. Uh, that's the only only difference between the last couple of years. Is like now you know the games are being made. It's just it's going to take a little time to get to them. Uh, Sin Vendetta, what's up, brother? He says, wasn't the Xbox One X as a price announced in August and wasn't the PS4 Pros announced in September? Yes, the Xbox One... No, the Xbox One's X price was announced at the... Uh, at, at the E3 2017... E3 2017... E, can't speak. E3 2017. <laughs> the pre-orders weren't announced until August. Uh, PS4 Pro wasn't announced until October, or right before October in September. Uh, they held that little thing where they announced the PS4 Slim and the uh, the PS4 Pro and the PSVR. So, yes, uh, oh. there is that. But those are mid-gen consoles. This is like the new gen. Uh, Xbox The Spot says, With Microsoft having back-to-back lackluster souls, are they helping Sony's narrative about why Sony is making their games only on PS5? Does Microsoft need to stop talking and just show the games? Um, I mean, I don't know if they're helping Sony's narrative. It's not like... I don't think Sony put on, like, a killer show. Like, I wasn't blown away from Sony's show. Uh, I kind of felt exactly the same as I felt after watching the Xbox show. I was just like, hey, it was pretty good. You know, it could have been a lot better. Uh, it could have been worse, at least from my perspective. But, um, I mean, Microsoft is playing from behind, so there is that. 
And Sony Sony seems to have gamers and people's confidence where like you can show us whatever and we just assume it's going to be good. So Microsoft's playing kind of by different rules in that regard. Uh, JD Gamer says rumor has it that both PlayStation and Series X are being upgraded upgraded after yields turned out to be way better than expected. Should Halo Infinite be delayed? Jazz, you know anything about uh, Series X or any of this stuff being uh, upgraded? No, that's wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Should Halo Infinite be delayed? No. Eh, <laughs> I would say I would say it depends on what the final product looks like, and then you can maybe make a case. Uh, for it's being delayed, like if the if the is the campaign finished, is the multiplayer fully featured? Like clearly, you know, Halo Infinite is a launch. Like it is like the whole Series X and everything was designed to be the launch. And if they lose it, then that kind of loses a big thing. So I guess like, it really depends. No, normies don't care, man. I, it's I, just I, like I know. It's just it's just this whole like this whole people are upset because of the meme, and it makes them it makes them like feel like insulted when they see memes that bash their favorite game and stuff like that like just just have fun with it you know yeah like who cares if it's got the most photorealistic stuff i mean is it a fun game is more important to me yeah like i for example i don't like halo very much so i don't really care how how well it's gonna look like is it gonna be fun and unique is it gonna have new stuff you know and the the multiplayer, my multiplayer game that I play is Overwatch, which looks like a Pixar game. Uh, looks like it was made by Pixar. You know, it's not the it's not photorealistic at all. I think um, if you want cutting edge visuals, you need to look elsewhere. You know, it's four K, sixty frames per second, open world multiplayer, and I I'll do take, kind of feel like I'll take the sixty frames because that's yeah. that's not filmic. So. <laughs> But at the same time, I kind of feel like this was supposed to be the generation where compromises ended. And um, clearly to get to 60 frames, 4K, open world, with that kind of draw distance, clearly they have traded off the frame rate, you know. Because isn't it confirmed that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is 30 frames per second? I mean, well, at least whatever they showed in that trailer, yeah. But, I mean, the same thing was about Spider-Man, and then they said that there was a performance mode for Spider-Man. Uh, okay. So, it's only, you know, you know, you don't know. Like, yeah, oh, sure, yeah. it is now, but then Gorilla could be like, there's also a performance mode, you know? Performance mode. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, Dirk Riggity says, yes, I miss E3. These small shows had very little gameplay and has made the console war even worse. Uh, I'll be on Dirk Riggity's... Uh, xbox show on monday looking forward to talking to him and his panel about xbox it's gonna be fun uh, undisputed nerd says i might be the minority but i'm actually excited for infinite it's in this polished phase so i'm sure it'll look much better and the open world aspect has me excited um i think it'll look better than what was shown i mean if that we'll talk about halo infinite here just in a second and shout out to dizzy he says hey yo guys stopping by to show some love stuck between a seven and eight myself didn't hate it or the showing but left for more to be desired it's kind of exactly how i feel it's funny everything. because, like, what you said about Sony, Microsoft playing by different rules, it's like, when Sony has a mediocre show, nobody cares, really, because they've got your confidence anyway. Like, you know The Last of Us 2 is going to be good. You know what they're going to... You know their output's going to be good because their studios have repeatedly proven themselves. Whereas Microsoft is coming... Microsoft's on the back foot and he's coming from a position of, we need to prove ourselves now. And uh, ultimately... These these game shows aren't being produced, you know, by Hollywood. At the end of the day, 
it's the proof's going to be in the pudding at the end of the day. It's going to be like, is Halo actually fun? Is it a game that you're going to spend hundreds of hours in? Are you going to get lost in this game? Are, you, are your friends going to play it? Are you going to have a load of fun with it? And, um, you know, presentation only gets you so far. Presentation's more about, like, console war stuff. It's like, are people going to insult me for choosing Xbox because of these memes? And, you know, if that's what you're basing your enjoyment of the console on, then fine. But I don't think that's... For me, that's not a good reason. That's not a good reason to base your console purchase on. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, you know, yeah. personally. Um, but again, at the same time, I do think, you know, Halo didn't. Halo didn't impress me from a visual standpoint or a gameplay standpoint, personally. Mm, we we got to talk about this in a minute, Jez. We we really do. Eternal Sky says now the question is: Is E three now irrelevant? Like people said before, is it needed? Uh, I think it's needed after seeing the. After seeing the, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? The alternative? After seeing the alternative, I think E3 is needed. <laughs> and um, I think a lot of people would agree. Uh, Texo says, 3 out of 10. Serves no purpose other than damage, infinite reputation, and confused no next gameplay shown whatsoever. See, that, I'm good with everybody's like varying reactions. If you hated the show, I get it. If you love the show, I get it. Like I'm, I'm cool with other people's reactions. I know a lot of people when I put my video or whatever, uh, they always kind of be like, "That show was what do you, what do you mean, Rand?" I'm like, "Hey, whatever you feel is whatever you feel. I don't care. Like, it's fine. Like, we, we all not gonna like like everything, guys. So if you hated the show and thought it was garbage, then then it, then that's what it was to you. To a lot of other people, it wasn't. So to a lot of people, it was just in the middle. It was just kind of just, eh, it was all right." Uh, Couch Gaming says the PlayStation fan base is by far the most toxic in gaming. I think all the fan bases in gaming have their own very, very toxic parts. <laughs> I like, saw, um, you know, I saw a great meme the other day. It was like um, the meme was Sony fans hate Xbox fans. No, no, no. It was Sony fans hate Microsoft. Microsoft fans hate Sony, and Nintendo fans hate Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because like, did you see all the all the hate Nintendo yep. got for its last direct? Well, like, it was like a mini direct, but they got a lot of hate for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, Nintendo. I've never seen a company try to manage expectations like Nintendo did. They were like, "This is a mini direct for partner games," and everyone tried to spin it into like, "Oh yeah, Nintendo Direct. There's going to be Metroid Prime. There's going to be Master Chief in Smash Brothers and all this stuff." and and then, like, it was just, like, a bunch of games. I can't even remember what they are now. They were so like, uninteresting. But people went people went crazy, man. People went crazy over that stuff. So I think every fan base can be, like, pretty toxic at times. <laughs> White but, Knight says, you're lying to yourself with that comment, Rand. About what? About me not caring what other people think about the event and not affecting my own, my own opinion about it? Uh, trust me, I ain't lying about that, dude. I'm not losing sleep over pe- over people tweeting me or commenting me in my comment section about how uh, I'm wrong about something uh, that that I rated it too high or rated it too too low. Trust me, uh, I don't give it a second thought, bro. <laughs> it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So, if you hated the show, more power to you. If you love the show, more power to you. <laughs> doesn't really matter. Uh, Craig Jackson says, Rand, you said your action Xbox show would be either be either anger or joy, yet it's kind of May. Where's the passion? Um, well, I was, I'm not... Well, because it was exactly what I thought it would be. So, I, it's it would be joy if I probably saw 
gameplay from Avowed or Fable if I actually knew something more than the minute trailers that they showed. Or if Halo Infinite was more of a uh, graphical showpiece than it was. And we're going to talk about Halo Infinite now because that is the big... That is the big talking point a lot of people have is about Halo Infinite uh, and how it how it showed off and the comments made after the show about being a living platform. Uh, give me what you thought about Halo since you, you don't like Halo very much, and I do. I, I do. So I love Halo, so I'll go second. You tell me what you think. I want to know what you think from someone who doesn't give two flying Fs about Halo, what you thought about that Infinite showing. Well, I was kind of like... I have played like Halo 1, 2, and 3, and 4. I completed some of the older ones on Legendary with my brother, and it was kind of like a tradition. We'd always pick up Halo and play it together. But it, it was never a franchise that I was in love with. It wasn't like, you know, Unreal Tournament 99, which I played to death. I, I, I grew up with those violent, old-school old shooters, and when I played Halo, it was just like, with the blood, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. That was literally what I first thought when I played Halo. It's like playing Unreal Tournament with no blood. Um which I know is shallow, but I was like, come on. I was like 14 or something when that came out or or lower. Can't even remember how old I was. But in any case, um, I was hoping that they'd show me something that would make me love Halo or make me think, oh, wow, I actually need that. You know, something, something new. Like, for example, I never really cared about God of War either, like the older games. But the new God of War looked amazing. And it was something new. It was something fresh. It was heavier. And, you know, it, it was the 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 correct way to reboot a franchise or soft reboot, whatever you want to call it. But what I saw in Halo, Halo Infinite, as someone who doesn't really care about the franchise, and this is like, my opinion doesn't really matter because this game's for the fans ultimately, and that's where Microsoft is looking really to fans and their feedback. But I looked at it and thought, there's literally nothing here that interests me, nothing that's new. It's still like the same, you know, everything grunts and elites and you know those little little dudes that run around and oh, those are the grunts right the elites and the the brutes that's what i meant You're like, you know it was all all the same stuff that i expected and the same weapons and yeah there was a couple of new ones but there's nothing that really blew my mind like like for example we got the grapple shot or whatever but you know doom eternal's got a grapple shot shotgun which cuts people in half and you can swing off the environment with it and do all kinds of cool stuff. And I just kind of felt like there was nothing in there that made me feel like I needed it, you know? Mm. So, um, and that's, that's without talking about the graphics. Visually, I thought, again, like most people, I thought it looked unimpressive. It was the first thing I thought. And I thought, if this is your flagship project product for your next console, then, you know, there's an issue there. But at the same time, I was thinking, well, it's going to launch on Steam. It's going to be a platform. It's going to be massive anyway. People play Fortnite and, you know, Overwatch, and they don't really, they don't moan about the graphics not being photorealistic there. So I think, like, some of these stylistic choices are <clears throat> oriented around the kind of game it's going to be, open world, co-op, 60 frames per second, and all that stuff. So maybe there's some compromises made there. Maybe it'll look better at launch, which is something Aaron Greenberg insisted in an interview today, but I personally don't believe it will look much different from what we we were given. If it I mean there's things they can do to tweak it, like for example, they're gonna add ray tracing post launch. There's they can improve textures on some of the guns and stuff. And even between the two trailers, people noticed that the textures on the guns in one trailer look more detailed than they did in the other one. 
yeah. and uh, the lighting was improved in one trailer over the other. So there are some things that can do to improve it, but I think stylistically, it's not going to get an overhaul now. Too late in the game. Um, but that's how I thought. That's how I felt about Halo. I know like, a lot of people are probably cringing at that, but I just, I just never, just never cared about it. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It plays so. I grew up with, like I said, I grew up with Unreal Tournament and Quake and those kind of games. And Halo plays so differently to those, and I just could not really get into it, like even as a kid. And I did play, I did play it a fair amount. But yeah, it's still going to be fun to play. You know, I'm still going to play through it, the campaign and co-op and blow stuff up with a tank and you know use a shotgun. Hopefully, the flood will be in it. Because the flood, the flood were like the closest thing I you think could get. The flood will in it because there's that one uh, structure on the box art as well as I think they even showed it in the the gameplay demo. It's called the Palace of Pain. Palace it's of Pain. Where, yeah, it's yeah. where the uh, the forerunners or whatever experimented on humans and, and the flood. So I'm assuming yeah. at some point you'll go there, and I would imagine the flood is probably something that shows up towards the end of the game that maybe leads into whatever they're talking about a platform, but. Uh, <laughs> so we got a comment here from our buddy smoking crack who says a lot of damage control in here you guys are the reason why i'm gaming on ps4 mostly bad games don't get a pass so I'm let me get in. this straight let me get this straight me and jazz are the reason why you game on playstation 4 wow that's uh you must be really smoking crack there buddy for that to be the case <laughs> uh you know, a lot of people always assume damage control is just because someone has an opposite opinion about you. Uh, bad games don't get a pass. Uh, we're not even talking about a game that has been played yet. So I don't even know what you're talking about. So they say it's be, so triggered. Like it's so, be a nice, so... Be, a, be a nice little voiceless minion and either hit the like or dislike button and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's so sensitive when people get triggered because your opinion doesn't line up with theirs. Like the rest of this year, I'm probably going to be mostly playing World of Warcraft and playing Shadowlands. I just, you know, I just love Warcraft that. Like me and you are the reasons why people play on PlayStation. Like the fuck? What are you? What are you talking? What does that even mean? Get the fuck out of here. JD Gamer says the pilot in Halo Infinite model was improved from last year, and I expect it to be better at launch. But my delay equation is based on no ray tracing. I mean, no ray tracing at launch. I mean, clearly they ran into probably a lot of issues with uh, working from home that they couldn't fix. Uh, Snake Eye says, when is your guest coming on? RDX got major, so Xbox 2 got Big Phil. Love you guys. Hashtag Filmic. Uh, yeah, no interview for us with anybody. Um, you know, we're not, we're, not, we're not big enough. We're not cool enough. Um, I mean, nobody from Xbox hit me up about any interviews. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Me and Jazz are just going to do the show. If anybody from Xbox wants to come on, I'm always open to talk about that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, so my take on Halo Infinite, oh man, so you guys all know, well, we got a question from Sean Murray, uh, wait, Jez, what about the thing 343 said that was old build and it was back from February and they said they had time to, time to work and fix it, um, that was the kind of info that came out, right, uh, that the build was from January, so, yeah, uh, I did see that, so, I mean, we'll see, we'll see, We'll see. We'll we'll see. I'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. So, Halo Infinite. You guys know Halo is my favorite franchise in all of gaming. Like, I have been waiting for this moment to see what this new Halo Inf- Halo game would be. And I, I will. I, I am not lying to you guys. When that trailer, when that first trailer started, and they were building the Molnir armor, I had goosebumps on my arms. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. 
literally I had goosebumps on my arms. I could hear the Halo music, and then at, like later you find out Gareth Coker's composing it, and I know he's going to rock that soundtrack because Ori is amazing. So I was like, oh my god, here we go. And they jump right into the gameplay. It's really cool that it was just like, oh, press the button for a demo. And I'm thinking to myself, is that a demo that people are going to get to play? Could we get to play that? It'd be, it'd be really cool if they like let people actually uh, play that. And Laquan says, how confident are you in the WB purchase? Uh, I doubt that's going to happen, man. Uh, don't get that out of your mind. If it happens, great. But more than likely, it's not. And then we went into the gameplay demo. And I... I really like the actual gameplay, like, because I can imagine myself doing a lot of what the person playing was doing. Switching between weapons, taking out the enemies, using the grapple hook, using the equipment and stuff like that. Like, it all looked like fun, but then I'm a huge Halo fan. So I understand that people watching who aren't, like yourself and many other people who are like, I don't care about Halo. Whatever they showed, especially from the gameplay-wise, uh, since it really wasn't, uh, you know, an ev- it wasn't like evolved was like well this isn't really anything different so i'm watching it and i'm like this is what i want and like yeah i mean sprint and great you know the grapple looks pretty cool like you can grapple enemies you can grapple things like containers and then throw it opens up a lot of combat scenarios that you previously weren't able to do in the games and it looked really fluid at 60 frames however the drawback because of it or because of how early the build was or whatever the reasons was is that the actual the actual graphical fidelity of the game was not very good. Like, you could tell, yeah, like, the draw distance was really cool to see, but there was a lot of, a lot of it in the distance was not detailed. The trees looked bad in some, you know, shots. Obviously, you have, like, the enemies with with Craig, the brute, that's been memed to death now. Uh, A lot of the textures on certain things, you know, weren't right uh there was popping especially when you're going up the elevator that you can see which maybe explains if they're running on pc why they you know they weren't using the velocity architecture and all that stuff right so it's one of those things where it's like i want it seemed like this game was an xbox one game at its core which it is i mean it is a cross-gen game and it seemed like this was an xbox one game at its core that is just kind of being xbox series x enhanced um and then at the end with the brute, uh, the facial animation kind of didn't look very good. Uh, but this is the kind of thing when you do when you show games in an early state. Although would you say like, hey, we're showing this game off in July and the game's coming out in you know November? Is it really that much early? But when you do like a lengthy gameplay demo, people will always look for the flaws in everything. And the flaws get magnified. And this is why a lot of the developers, a lot of publishers, they don't do they don't do a lot of these gameplay demos anymore because that's one of the things I've been very vocal about to, to Phil and others. Like, I don't really get excited off of CGI trailers and, and, and really quick-cut gameplay stuff, especially one after the other. Uh, they don't. It doesn't really excite me, and I'm like, where are the demos? And, you know, the answer is always, you know, like, demos, you know, we can't really do those, blah, 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 blah. And I understand why because... Every time, like, people picked apart the Gran Turismo 7 demo and showed off how the lights were popping in the background, right? And how people have meme... Like, Halo Infinite's a meme now. It's a freaking meme on the internet. Nobody's really, nobody's really talking... I mean, people talk about the showcase about the varying degrees of whether you liked it or whether it was bad. But the discussion around Halo Infinite is literally... It's a meme because look at this brute. <laughs> and it's funny. It's funny. And kudos to 343 for embracing the meme. Because it is hilarious, and they named the guy. But I would imagine that's not the reaction that Microsoft was looking for 
when they're showing off Halo Infinite for the first time and the response to the internet is, it's a joke, right? That's, that couldn't have been exactly what they were going for, right, Jez? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, it, you know what it reminded me of? I don't know if you ever saw Dragon Age 2 memes. Because when, uh, when Dragon Age 2 was announced, there was like... They showed like some NPCs, like the main characters were like quite detailed, but the NPCs had like basically JPEG faces, and uh, <laughs> and that was uh, that it reminded me of that because there were memes about that back in the day. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it's like you, you die if you do, you die if you don't. You know, if they, if they showed like a cinematic trailer that presented it in a more, you know sexy way they would have been slammed for it if they you know all front about it they get slammed for it everything gets picked apart and it's the same on both sides you know remember puddle gates with the spider-man hmm. so um you know the whole puddle gate thing and uh this is what it is yeah. i uh just want to know how it plays you know how does it feel what does the multiplayer look like yeah, is it gonna have four player co-op or two player co-op like well i think co-op. it definitely has four player co-op i thought they confirmed it today but master Tony says some money for keeping it a buck about fanboys on both sides get it and the fanboys ridiculous fanboys on both and I'll, like even nintendo ones like they're all freaking ridiculous i hate when they show up in, in here and they say stupid nonsense like, so-and-so said this about the game. Or so-and-so thinks this about the conference. I don't care what so-and-so thinks about anything. I don't care about what people who don't play video games and spend most of their time fucking crying on the internet think about anything. Shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Starload14 says, I think the 10-year plan is welcomed. Expansions will feed Halo. Uh, Xbox One support will drop. Sp- split safe engine is scalable. I welcome one feed the title over frequent sequels that break up the multiplayer lobbies. Like, seriously, people send me shit all the time. Well, so-and-so said this. I'm like, I don't care what fucking people... Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking bunch of sheep out there. Fucking ridiculous. Think for your fucking self. Anyways. Um, so... The Halo Infinite stuff, Brad Sams, came out today and said that multiplayer wasn't going to be there, Jez. And then 343 immediately shot that down. What's going on with that? Um, well, it is what it is. Brad Sams said on Reset Era that... Was it on Reset Era, I think he said that? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think Brad Sams said, uh, said somewhere that he'd heard from a single source that... Um, Halo Infinite might ship without its multiplayer, like the multiplayer was delayed. And um, 343 came back and shot that down straight away. You know, they were like, that's not true. There's nothing to see here, blah, 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 blah. And, um, uh, you know, this is why, like, when it comes to things that I know are going to be picked up by fanboys and, you know, torn apart, I always try and make sure that I have as many sources as possible or I'm absolutely sure about it because you can't, you can't even mention things off the cuff. Like I've heard from a source that something's going to happen because if it ties into the fanboy war, everyone's going to freak out and cry about it. You know, like I hear little things all the time, you know, like, I don't know, like before when I said um, I'd heard that Sony had had trouble with the thermals on the PlayStation five, you know, I'd heard that. And uh, I just said it off the cuff, you know, I genuinely heard that. And from a, from a couple of devs who were working with the system and uh, people freaked out. They lost their minds, you know? And um, so <laughs> like I learned the hard way and Brad too is learning the hard way that you can't even talk about what you've heard because the, the discourse is so toxic. 
Mm-hmm. So I think Brad, like Brad, wasn't trying to be malicious. He just genuinely heard that that was something that was possible that could happen. And you know, uh, you have to be careful with some of this stuff because people get really upset and people use it as people weaponize off the cuff comments like that. You know, so it, I don't. It's not Brad's fault, but. Luckily, it sounds like it, it was wrong and that they are going to well, launch. Yeah, if, multi- if multiplayer wasn't going to be there at launch, I'm going to agree with Gaming Addict and what he just said in the super chat. Halo Infinite needs to be delayed. Besides that, great show. Yeah, if the multiplayer is not going to be, be if, if if that was true, which 343 said it, said it wasn't, then yeah, it needed to be delayed, 100%. You can't launch that with a campaign and no multiplayer, and you can't launch it with multiplayer, no campaign or whatever. It needs to be the full product. And there'd be... I would, I would, total. If that was the case, if they somehow launch it with one or without the other, I will be on them, like hard because that's bullshit. Um, you should just delay it. Uh, no ducks given says get him ran with Jazz in the background grinning mischievously. Uh, some people say it's tough being an Xbox fan. No, it. I. I mean, I'm perfectly fine being an xbox fan and there's plenty of games here i'm looking forward to and i got a playstation to play everything from there too i got plenty of games that i'll be playing i just i get sent stuff all the time from other people about what other people think about something and i just don't care what other think uh, what other people think about anything so i why would i care what so-and-so thinks about the show i don't care i like i don't know why people keep on sending me that shit and you know, uh, Twitter, Twitter's whatever. Like I get on there, I interact with people that are nice. Uh, most people that tweet me don't, aren't even really, they're, they're, they're cool. So I don't really get a lot of shit, but it is, I don't know. People like to spread drama across everything. So it's just, it's just very weird. Uh, super Panda says every game's seem for this fall or years away. Where's 2021. They did say they're exciting working from global publishing, maybe holding stuff for later in the year. Uh, Commander Shepard said, based on what I saw during the Xbox showcase, did it not convince me to get a Series X while I still have my Xbox One? They gotta do better if they're capable of that. I do agree. Me and Jez both said this definitely wasn't a very good showcase. If you if the intent was to sell people on Series X because they didn't do a good job of that. And uh, what do you think about the console's launch lineup? Console launch exclusives lineup? Well, we don't even really know what the launch lineup really is. Uh, mm-hmm. for the most part, other than like Halo and maybe the medium. And we don't know what it is on the PlayStation side, so it's like really difficult to get a comparison. So, I mean, I'll be playing Halo a lot. So, uh, what do you think about Halo being a, a, a platform from now on, Jazz? No more numbered numbered Halos from here on, here this point going forward. It's probably going to be the only Halo for next gen. Maybe a new one for Xbox Series X or whatever. Uh, like my only concern with, I think like living platforms or games as a service, they do, they do well for multiplayer. Like you just look at all the most popular games right now on any console. They're all games as a service, living platform, rainbow six siege, overwatch, Fortnite, apex legends. They do a good call of duty. They do a great job of basically keeping their user base engaged because they're constantly changing things, constantly adding things, making things better. So if they can do that for Halo, which is something they tried doing for 5, but didn't really do a good job of it and stopped after a while. But if they can continuously do that for a long time, then I, you know. and if the, my prediction of Halo Infinite's multiplayer being free to play, uh, I think Halo Infinite will be, well, plus it's got to be actually good, like there's that to factor into it, then people will play Halo Infinite for a long time. My only concern about the platform thing is where does that leave the campaign? 
is are we going to get a story that is has a beginning, middle, and end, like a true complete story, or are we just going to get hey, I'm sitting down, got my Series X day one, plugging in Halo Infinite, and I just get part one of a story, and at the end it says uh, continue Master Chief's journey in part two in five months or whatever, and they just <laughs> they do kind of what Destiny does, where like every year there's an expansion. And some of it's multiplayer, and some of it's a campaign. Like, my thing is, like, I need a complete campaign. I need a, a, a lengthy, complete campaign. I don't... My, so that's my concern. Like, I, I, I just, like, it better not be where it's like, well, it's part one. And right when you're about to get to the good stuff, it's like, boom, it's over. This is all we could ship. And then see us again in eight months for the next part of it. That's my only concern about the living platform stuff. Yeah, I think, like, they've looked at... I've obviously looked at Destiny as a primary example about how how, sh- how they should build out this game, I think. I don't think we can uh, deny that at this point. But for me, Destiny never gripped me with its story, and I was never interested enough to keep st- to stick with it for long periods of time because because of exactly what you said. Like, wait, you know, 10 million months for the next part. The fact that... um, Sorry. The fact that Halo Infinite has a codex in its menu screen and stuff says to me that there is going to be a big emphasis on story and they have hired like major writers in recent months and years. So like I don't think it's going to be a case of like there won't be a good campaign and they have gone on record to say it's bigger the campaign's bigger than 4 and 5 combined. Although that could be interpreted in a number of ways I guess if you want to if you want to dig drill down into it. Um but I think like this will this will this will either be amazing or it'll be a total fail. I think it'll be like you know telling a story in an open world ain't easy. Mm. You know it's it's the you can't control the pacing. You can't control cinematic moments as easily. You can't predict where the player's gonna move. You have to funnel them through artificial you know areas and gaps. Like I remember like you know Mel Gear Solid. Phantom Pain, for example. Like, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain is one of the highest review scores in gaming, but that game was a solid 7 out of 10 for me. I thought, like, the story was disjointed, and it was it was weird and messy, and it didn't work anywhere near as well as sort of wide linear version like Metal Gear Solid 3. And I don't think, the tran- I don't think Phantom Pain's transition to open world worked very well at all. And I don't think... I don't even... I even prefer, like, the first Batman game in terms of its cinematic progression, even though like Arkham Knight had an amazing story and some great story beats, I do genuinely believe that it, it worked better as a more of a linear, almost Metroidvania sort of format than its open world format. So it could be great. It could be bad. And I guess it's on Microsoft to prove that it'll actually work because I share the same concern for Halo yeah. fans. Well, Chris in Super Chat says, they, the studio had released a blog after the reveal that said Infinite has a complete story, beginning, middle, and end. All right, well, that's good. So we'll just have to wait and see what that beginning, middle, and end is when we uh, play the game at the end of the year. Hassan says, great show as usual, guys. Got a question. Why is Microsoft Xbox so reluctant to show new games running on Series X? It's always similar PC spec demos. Well, wasn't like they sent out the 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 um the de- uh, dev kits a little bit later than normal, um, and 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 uh, they only were able to like start certifying games in in in, in what like June was it right, Jez? And yeah, it's it's there are some things I've heard about Xbox's development status, which 
concern me a bit. Like, for example, I've heard that it's 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 weird because Microsoft is moving to a new architecture called GameCore, which you might have heard us talk about before. And GameCore is kind of like not ready from what I understand. Like it's currently in beta. So there's a couple of game couple of indie games are launching into GameCore, which won't work on Xbox One. So I think like some games are delayed purely on the basis of the fact that they're targeting GameCore and they haven't been able to target GameCore until recently when it, you know, became more of a fleshed out toolkit. I don't, honestly don't understand the technical details of that stuff. It's super complicated and all that. And I ain't a dev and I don't even want to claim to be a dev and understand the full nuances about what goes in to those timelines and what it looks like. But at the same time, um, I do wonder how that might have impacted games like state basically all the games that were coming that are coming exclusively to xbox series x like state of decay like forza and um is it ever world exclusive to xbox series x yes I think it is. Yes. yes i do wonder like how much of those games have they actually been able to develop without having access to game core you know so um i do wonder if that that is been a factor in all of this maybe it has maybe it hasn't it's pure speculation but halo infinite's not built on game core it's built on era the old architecture which is why it's coming to xbox one and again that kind of you know that confuses things too but the way someone's described halo infinite to me is that it's like mass chief collection 2 like um halo infinite 2 will just appear in the menu, you mm. know, when it's, when it's done. You know, it, it's like the Halo Infinite is like the Master Chief Collection in that it, it just ties together the, the stories that make Halo Infinite infinite, you know. And even if, like, Halo Infinite Part 1 or whatever has, like, a beginning, middle, and end, it's not going to be the, the end of the story because Halo's never going to end, is it? Because it's Microsoft's biggest franchise. But the multiplayer component will sit as a sort of unified set of playlists, similarly to the Mass Chief Collection. Like you can jump into Halo 2 and Halo 3 and Halo 1, Combat Evolved, and all the different Halo multiplayers from a single menu, as far as I, as far as I understand. That's right, isn't it? Yes. I think it is. I, mean, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's, it's kind of going to be similar to that. Like it's Master Chief Collection 2, two. As it, in, in its platform format. It's on Microsoft to prove that it works because nobody's really... Master Chief's the only game... Master Chief Collection's the only game that really has tried to do something like that. Overwatch... Overwatch 2 is kind of trying to do something like that. Whereas people who are playing Overwatch 1 will share a server with people who are playing Overwatch 2 and they share the same pool of multiplayer stuff. But like if you're playing Overwatch 2 you'll have access to new heroes and the campaign mode. It's all weird. It's kind of like the way that map packs have gone away, like because all developers have realized that if they sell map packs, they're fragmenting the community. 
like um like in battlefield in the old battlefield premium stuff if you had battlefield premium you had access to extra maps and if you didn't you didn't have access to access to extra maps so it split the community in half and then split the community in half again and there'd be some playlists that were just dead because nobody bought them right like the first battlefront was like that first battlefront there were some maps that you just couldn't play even if even if you owned the dlc because the community was split apart and fragmented but um Halo Infinite won't be like that. It's just be infinite. Whether that's a better way of doing it, whether that'll lead to more better quality, I have no idea. But it's just the thing, you know. It's the way things are going. The way things have been gone for a while. Yeah. Uh, Gal Gonzalez says, "Hey, the show was hyped, and I was expecting more. And I know Microsoft can do better, but I still really enjoyed and liked the show. It's kind of how like I feel for the most part. But um, that's the that's the level-headed." way to look at it yeah v sim says i hope that game platforms like halo infinite will will give a platform for content and giving less crunch on developers sustainable game dev for the win yeah crunch i wonder how bad they're going to be crunching to get this game out but um yeah so the halo infinite stuff lot there to talk about uh i can't wait to actually learn more about the multiplayer i'm a big multiplayer fan for halo like you guys have heard me talk about how Halo 2, I spent a year playing it every single day. Multiplayer, lost a job over it. Thousands upon thousands of hours in it. Halo 3, very similar. Uh, Halo Reach, I put a ton of time into. Uh, didn't really care for Four's multiplayer. Played probably well over 200 hours of Halo 5 multiplayer. So, like, I'm one of those people that loves Halo for both. I... Love the campaign because I love the character. I love the world. I love the gameplay. But, like, I also am going to play the multiplayer a lot. So, I I want to learn more. Like, is it going to be 4v4 arena? What are the playlists? Are the equipment going to be used in it? You're going to have big team battle. What are your plans? You're going to add maybe a battle royale mode eventually. Like, I kind of want to know what their roadmap is for Halo Infinite and the and, and the multiplayer stuff. But uh, the next game that they talked about, which was probably the biggest surprise, I would imagine. Well, maybe the biggest surprise, but State of Decay 3, uh, which looked incredible. Unfortunately, I think it was a CG trailer, or at least I doubt it was in-game because they said after the show that it was in early pre-production. Um, yeah. But if... Here's the th- if if that game can look like anything like that trailer, then wow, because State of Decay one <laughs> and State of Decay two not exactly the best looking games. Uh, I don't expect State of Decay three to look like that, and I do wonder if Microsoft is maybe setting the wrong expectations for what State of Decay is going to look like because that is a yeah. very 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 good looking trailer. Um, hopefully they can get to that point. I when they say early early pre production. I'm thinking State of Decay 3. Well, State of Decay 2 came out in 2018. I'm thinking, what, State of Decay 3, 2022 or 2023 at this point? Depending on how big the game is. You you think 2022? Um, I think so. It's like, man... I, I do agree with you that they're setting the wrong expectations. With, well, only with only if they can't get that level. Like, if, if, if they can, then they didn't. But that's what people are now going to be expecting for State of Decay 3. So I can't see it, though, because it, there's still only 100 people at that studio. So can they really do that? I mean, I don't, think, um, I don't think Ben's studio did Days Gone was that many. I mean, someone might correct me in chat. I think Ben was around 100, and they worked on that on their Days Gone game for five years, I think. 
Mm. I mean, I don't know. I, I would. I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard that, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, you give enough. I mean, it's always comes down to budget, which is you know manpower and stuff and time. Um, I hope it looks something like that because it need to me. It needs to be a significant step up from State of Decay two. Oh yeah, definitely a, a, a huge thing. And then um, I think like that could maybe bring because we talk about like employee numbers being a factor, but. They could potentially bring in contractors to do art and stuff like that. So mm. maybe it's not indicative exact. Maybe it's not a good indicator these days, and of how many you know how many people actually full time at the studio versus what the graphical output can look like. I mean, look at Hellblade for example. Hellblade looked pretty tremendous back when it came out. Um, but it's not just um, it's not just art. It's animations, man. State of the K2 had such janky animations when you're like doing anything like jumping or running or melee attacking, like, and uh, so many bugs, cars flying into the air and stuff like that. State of the K is always this game that had like this amazing special simulation stuff that I really love. And then all this jank holding it back. So if it can ditch the jank and become like serious business i will be over I mean, the moon yeah because you love that game you love that franchise i do, I do love that game yeah. i love that franchise yeah kratopsy says that wikipedia says ben studios about 133 people so hmm. yeah we'll see uh phil took the stage and i gotta give props they definitely listened from the may showcase this uh this is one of the things i i will say like i love the presentation of the show I love the look of the show. It was really quick. I really dug how they kind of went to a world map and then, you know, gave the location and kind of zoomed into it. And you had like a studio head talking about the game really quickly before showing that. Like I would give that presentation, like the, the, how they filmed it and the cameras and all that stuff. Like that stuff is like a plus. I think they completely knocked it out of the park in that regard. It was definitely a big turnaround from a, one dollar store, one dollar webcams that they were using previously, <laughs> uh, you know. And and Phil said all the games here at the show are going to be on Game Pass. This definitely was uh, very much a selling point. Like, hey, we're saying Game Pass is the future of Xbox, which me and Jazz keep on talking about. Um, and then they talked about Turn Ten and Forza Motorsport. No, no Forza Motorsport Eight. Uh, he said it was in early early production, and a lot of people thought you know Forza would come at launch of Series X. Uh, clearly it's not, and I had predicted it would be like a spring release, but that doesn't even look right if it's early pre-production or early production. So what are we looking at here for Forza Motorsport, Jez? And what does it mean where it's just Forza Motorsport? Is it a reboot? Is it like, is it, is it going to be a platform, uh, where it's like, this is the Forza Motorsport for the next few years, just like kind of, this is the next Halo game for the next few years. And they just kind of update Forza Motorsport over time. Like, what do you think is going on with that? God, I have no clue, man. Like, some of the stuff that I'd heard about Forza being, like... Some of the stuff that I heard about Forza just turned out not to be true, as things seem to just... That's how it seems to go these days. Um, So, I now have no idea what they're going to be doing with Forza Motorsport. Um, I mean, I'm not... Again, I'm not a huge racing guy, so I don't know, like, what they can do, but... They've talked. They talked. I'm sure they talked about like new, you know, physics for the tires and stuff like that. And there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects they can improve on, like cinematic campaign or stuff like that. But again, it's, we come back to this whole 
games as a platform thing, which is all this is what Microsoft's all about now. You know, it's Microsoft has put Sony to one side. They're not trying to be Sony. They're trying to be Tencent. They're looking at games like League of Legends. They're looking at games like Valorant. They're looking at games like, you know, Fortnite and Minecraft and all these games that, you know, can really engage people over time. And Forza is pretty much almost there with Horizon. You know, Horizon had had a platform component to it, but how do you extend that even further and how do you bring that to motorsport, which is more of a simulator type game? Um it's interesting to think about because you can't really have you can't really have an open world Forza Motorsport because it's a track racer, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you do that? It's interesting to think about. But yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, man. the thing is, I like, if, if that game's twenty twenty two, what does that mean for Forza Horizon Five? I mean, right? I would imagine you can't launch you can't launch two Forzas in the same calendar year. I'm I'm just very curious what they do with these Forza games. I'm I'm glad Turn Ten's getting the time they need to whatever you know retool the game or refocus the game uh because what this is the eighth one and it definitely is starting to feel like most people be like same thing with forza horizon is like yeah you know this games need to do something different so you give them the time to be able to do it i'm just kind of curious to see you know when it's coming out but the trailer did look really good uh commander shepherd says one thing i'll say about the xbox showcase it was so much better than the e3 online event that i've already forgotten about that's how bad it was uh (laughs) and then Everwild, Rare showed up with the trailer for Everwild, which was incredibly gorgeous. Like, <laughs> that trailer is so good. And you know what? I, I did go, like, I don't know if this showed off very well. I watched this on Twitch. Um, and for the most part, the Twitch, uh, you know, the stream was great. Uh, but, man, I, re- I rewatched a lot of these trailers in 4K on my OLED. And holy cow, like, Halo looks a lot better in 4K 60. But you can definitely see, still see some of the imperfections that were were noticed. But mm. a lot of these, all these trailers just look ridiculous. Like, especially the Everwild one, it looks so good. Uh, but the problem with Everwild is like they're out here saying they don't even know what the game is at this point. That they're still testing out stuff. And watching that trailer, I'm still just left with what is the game? What what do you do in Everwild? Like, what is the gameplay loop? So while yeah. I'm I'm very interested in it because of how it looks, like I really like that art style, right? I think it lo- I think it legit looks beautiful. I'm just it's like 3D Ori, isn't it? I, yeah, it's like I'm just very curious to see like what is the game, right? This is what I want to know, and it's another one of those where as the trailer ended, it was like Xbox Series X and PC, and it made it seem like okay. You get, so a lot of these games, I think there were nine of the games here were only at the end of the trailer Xbox Series X and Xbox and, and Windows 10, um, which led a lot of people to question like, well, wait a minute, Phil Spencer said that they're not going to force people to upgrade the next gen, at least right away, um, and that a lot of their first party would be cross-gen for a bit, but if you take what these trailers say at face value, and I know Aaron Greenberg tweeted out that you know the, the their first party decides, if a lot of these games seem like they're only coming to series x maybe imply that a lot of these games are 2022 and beyond because that's when i always kind of assumed microsoft was going to cut first party support for xbox one at the end of 2021 and being like if you need an x if you want to play these games natively you're gonna have to get a series x because i would i would imagine at that point x cloud will be on the xbox one consoles so you can still stream those games to your systems but it definitely seems like a lot of these games are only going to be made for Series X at some point, which, you know, 
the messaging for Xbox is always kind of a little bit weird when it comes to this stuff. Eh, you know, like, what are you going to do? Um, and then the next, this next stretch here is exactly what I didn't want them to do in the show. And oh. uh, trailer for Tell Me Why, which comes out August 27th. Uh, a, a trailer for Ori's patch, an Outer Worlds DLC, uh, Grounded, which I'll give them this. That Grounded trailer was amazing. Like, they did it's not so take funny. themselves seriously. They're like, hey, if you want to play the biggest game of the year, play Cyberpunk, not our game. Uh, <laughs> which is just, it's, it's, that, that kind of like made me smile. And I'm like, okay, they get it, right? Um, and, you know, I'll give, I'll give them a little pass on including both of those because it led to the announcement. Probably the one that is getting the most uh, attention online. Like, nobody really has a bad word to say about it, and that is Obsidian's Skyrim RPG, uh, essentially, uh, Avowed. What did, what did you think about Avowed, Jez? Well, again, cinematic trailer, so we don't have a clue, but there are some hints about it. It seems to have a darker tone, maybe, than Skyrim did. Like, very sort of, almost like Lord of the Ringsy with the, you know, old school skeletons in armor and very dark and caves and fire and stuff like that. I actually, I got like Lord of the Rings vibes from it. Right. And then like at the very end, it was like blatantly a call to uh, Skyrim when they had a sword in one hand, a spell in the other. It was like, yeah, okay, that's Skyrim. You know, it, they, they knew what they were doing. They knew it was, it was about making people think of Skyrim basically they knew exactly what they were doing and that that's been the rumor for ages is that they were making something to take on Skyrim one thing we weren't sure about though between the two of us was was this game going to be a new IP or set in Pillars of Eternity universe and apparently yeah it is set in well, the Pillars yeah. of Eternity I said in my prediction video that it was a uh, Skyrim like game set in uh, set in the uh, set in the Pillars universe like a spin off so your prediction, uh-huh. prediction, yes. quote unquote. Yes, you predicted that. Yes, because I've I've heard about that game for over a year now. Like, but you I, said before that you didn't think well, it would okay. be. No, I said be- I I said before <laughs> that I didn't. I was hoping I didn't know if they would call it pillars, and they're not. Oh. It's it's avowed, but it's still set in the pillars universe. They're just smartly oh. not tying. Oh. They're just smartly. The naming convention has nothing to do with pillars because oh. most people, most people out there don't, don't, don't. Number one, don't even know what pillars is, right? So they're just oh. kind of like, okay, we're gonna keep it separate. But yeah, I mean, like a year ago, <laughs> I had heard from very good, reliable sources that it was their Skyrim game, and it was in this. It was in the pillars universe, oh. which is like okay. Now, did I know it was at the show? I mean, I knew it was at the show, but I didn't know it was at the show until Thursday or until Wednesday, the day before. What you're telling me is that you're an insider. No, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) I refuse. No, no, because I'm not. Oh, I mean, because it's like you hear stuff, but sometimes stuff doesn't turn out to be true. I mean, I don't know. Either way, uh, that's what the game ended up being (laughs) avowed. Then they had a game, uh, As Dusk Falls, from Xbox Global Publishing. Uh, which had a un- very interesting kind of like comic booky like still frame uh, imagery. Um, so I have to wait to see more about that. Uh, and then we had my biggest disappointment of the entire show. I was crushed when this this happened, Jazz. When they showed off uh, Hellblade Two, 
And uh, they didn't show anything new. I was crushed. I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, yes. And they were just like, hey, guys, remember when we announced Hellblade 2 at the VGAs? Yeah, that was cool. Hey, you remember <laughs> when, uh, you know, we're, we're in Iceland now. I like that. And when we, got, we, got, we took some pictures. Yeah. Well, later, guys. It's <laughs> <This is> like, <laughs> well, what? What? Did you watch the documentary? Not yet, no. Is there any good stuff in it? There are some de- details in it, kind of, sort of, maybe. They talk about how they are using they're using the Microsoft Flight Simulator technology and Bing to laser scan Iceland into the game. That's which cool. says to me that the game's probably going to be quite a bit bigger than the original. I would imagine you don't have so. to mm-hmm. scan the entire island of iceland unless you're going to make a big game so i think like there's there's some hints there and i am proud of myself Rand, because do you remember i did a trailer analysis of hellblade 2 back in the day i did i did i do remember yes and i was like that that is iceland in my trailer analysis the Mm -hmm. volcano and all that stuff so i'm proud of myself but um yeah i'm disappointed that there was no gameplay because that is the game that i want to see rise to meet god of war basically I that wonder. Is... Well, yeah, that I, I see. Here's the thing: a lot of people want it to be the first game. Here's the thing: I don't think you're going to have the puzzles of the first game. Um, Senua's mm. like leading a group. I don't think she'll have the, those puzzles because I think, I think that was be puzzles, but, but I don't think it'll be the emphasis. Well, I don't think there'll be. I don't think the puzzle will be in the game period because I think she's overcome or at least made peace with her psychosis, which was a big part uh. of like the the puzzle solving stuff, right? And so because of okay. that, I, I don't think that aspect of the game will be in it. And I, I, my wish is they flesh out the combat a lot more. Um, I, 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 my, obviously, I want it to be a narrative-driven game because that's what Hellblade is. I, I mean, I would kind of have to see if they would do it a true open world. Like, I don't want a true open world for that game, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if it was, like, wide linear, um, essentially. But either way, like... I am I'm dying to learn more about that game and I wish I wish it was there and it it almost felt like to me like something was missing from the show and they need like okay we pulled something we don't have enough stuff uh uh get Ninja Theory on the horn to give a little quick update about uh, about Hellblade but there's like oh but we're not ready to show anything about about the game yet because maybe maybe you know they they haven't been doing any mocap cuz of you know covid or any of that stuff right so nothing mm. was really ready, and they weren't planning on it, and it was just kind of just like I I don't know maybe maybe it's on me for getting like seeing okay here's Hellblade yes we're gonna see something and then we didn't because it was like it was the only thing that we didn't see like out of everything here that they showed up it was like the one thing where it was just like oh, we didn't learn anything and it's like well would it have been better served if they just pulled it from the show and not have it there but then people would be like well why wasn't Hellblade there I, I don't know like you're you're in a pickle in that regard. I'm just saying for me, that was like the biggest disappointment of the whole show was that you didn't see a new trailer at all for it. You know, uh, maybe like a, I really wanted to see some brief gameplay. I really wanted to see a lot of gameplay at this thing. Like between the X, Xbox and PlayStation show, there wasn't really much gameplay whatsoever. And these consoles come out in four months. So, uh, mm, yep. Donovan Leffer say, I wish there was Hellblade gameplay, but I stopped expecting it back when they first said it's unreal engine five. Didn't say UE five. Didn't Epic say UE five games are a year or two away? Well, I think they said um, what the engine was. When did they say UE five was coming? Was it twenty twenty one, Jez? Or was it twenty twenty two? I can't remember. All I know I is remember. like partners get it early. 
Like, I'm not expecting Hellblade until 2022. That's the thing about, about the show, is that a lot of these games here are far away. Halo Infinite and a lot uh, is day one, but everything else is essentially 2022 and beyond. I mean, Everwild maybe is 2021, but the fact that they're still talking about, like, they, they're testing out gameplay ideas leads me to believe, like, they're probably not close. I mean, Hellblade 2, I... I don't see it coming next in 2021. Uh, Avowed, I c- clearly don't see coming in 2021. Uh, Forza mm-hmm. Motorsport, I guess, is a possibility, but with the way they talk about that game, I- I'm not really sure. So it seems like next year, 2021, might be a, a tad bit dry unless they held off on some announcements and they're going to showcase some things a little bit later, or maybe they made some deals. Uh, like, you know, getting the medium and stuff like that. I don't know. Only time will tell. Um, Psychonauts 2 showed up, and that game got delayed to 2021, by the way, after the showcase. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) That game got delayed. Um, It was a nice little trailer. I I like Jack Black singing the song. Um, That was cool. Man, I was like, when I saw Jack Black, I was like, oh, my God, they're doing Brutal Legend. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Are they doing Brutal Legend? That'd be (laughs) be great, but no, it wasn't. And then, yeah. maybe the biggest WTF moment in the show, Bungie and Destiny 2 had a prime uh, you know, segment in this talking about how the game's coming to Game Pass, all the expansions are coming to Game Pass, even the new expansion is coming to Game Pass day one. And I honestly thought when, when she started talking about that, I honestly thought they were about to say that they had acquired Bungie. That Bungie mm. was back with Xbox. Like, I thought it was real. Like, they're real. Like, Bungie. Like, b- ever, spin- ever since Bungie and-, and Activision split, it really seems like Bungie is getting really cozy with Microsoft again. It does seem like that, doesn't it? It does. I mean, did that did, did that seem like Destiny 2? Did that seem just like, like that whole kind of thing? I mean, I get why Destiny 2 is a big game. Offering the expansions and Game Pass is a huge thing because normally, like, you'd put your game in a subscription service and you'd have the DLC to buy. But this is like no everything's in the in Game Pass, so it like kind of removes the barrier to kind of get into Destiny, right? Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I thought that was a very very weird weird thing. But I mean, it's big thing for that. Um, Stalker two. I don't know much about Stalker, Jez. Do you know much about Stalker? If so, explain it to me. Stalker is kind of the spiritual predecessor to Metro. A lot of the Metro developers have worked on Stalker back in the day. It's kind of like an open-world survival shooter. Not crafting, not eating and stuff like that, but like it's kind of like oriented around survival in Chernobyl. There's anomalies everywhere, floating you know, wormholes and weird mutants. And it's, it's a horror game, basically, like a survival horror game. A lot of these, a lot of modern games like... Daisy and Escape from Tarkov, especially, they owe some. They owe something to Stalker. Like Stalker had like a lot of jank and it was very buggy and it was notorious for causing blue screens of death and stuff like that. Like the community, the community had to actually fix Stalker for the devs because it was so broken. And if you buy the game on GOG.com, like it comes with the community patches pre-installed. And um, but. It had really tight shooting. It was super atmospheric. It was really cool at the time. It's like a shooter RPG, basically. Um, you know, you're scavenging gear, getting upgrades, 
customizing your weapons, accessories, and stuff like that. And honestly, if you buy like if you get it today with like the uh, all the patches and all the upgrades and the mods and stuff like that, it still holds up even today. It's a very very good game, very influential, and it's very popular in Eastern Europe. Um, I don't know. There is the reason a lot of the devs left. I don't know the false history about it, but a lot of the devs left that dev because there were licensing issues to do with stalker and then they went off and made metro instead or something like that i can't i don't i need to i need to do more research about the times i timelines and i'm sure there's probably someone in chat who knows more about it but there were some licensing issues um with who truly owns a franchise who truly owns a company and there's a bunch of weirdness which is why it's taken so long to get stalker 2 into a position where it's even presentable or you know possibly even coming out um but the game is huge. It's influential. It's a lot of developers like it. It's one of those games where that did a lot. It was a it was a lot of games that it was a game that was a pioneering in a lot of ways. But the jank held it back from achieving truly mainstream success. Maybe I remember it was um it was advertised a lot in the UK during um WWE commercials. Like it, it was like Stalker was a was a sponsor of the WWE in the UK. I'm sure like some people might remember that. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a cool game and it still holds up today if you get it with little patches and stuff. I know you don't play on PC though because you are not of the master race and you prefer filmic games. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Johnny says Rand has no idea when this game coming out. That's the problem a lot of people have with Rand. He says stuff like it's fact when it's not. He has no idea when Hellblade's coming out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's you, you didn't hear me speculating about when it could potentially come out? Uh, hello? Uh, are you listening? Uh, and uh, Damn, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if people had a problem with me. I, I, I rarely speak, in fact, when it's clearly my own opinion about something. Uh, so I don't know what you're talking about, man. So... I mean, Jez, did, am I am I like losing my mind here? Like, when did I say anything about Hellblade for a fact, or or when it was coming? I don't know, man. People are just looking for reasons to be annoying, I guess. I mean, it's possible it comes next year. It's possible it comes in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. I don't know. That's literally. I mean, I give you three. Like, how is that me saying anything is for a fact? Like, what? Uh, whatever. Um. Warhammer 40k Dark Tide by Fat Shark. Uh, they they missed an opportunity here to just call it Warhammer 40k Left for Dead, because that's what that game's probably more than likely uh, going to end up being. Right? There's like there's a bunch of Warhammer Left for Dead clones now. Is that like um, that whole Warhammer Space Hulk game was a Left for Dead clone? That the P- it's PS4 exclusive as well. And then like that Vermintide thing is Warhammer. But not 40k left for dead. No, um, mm. hopefully it's good. But Warhammer games have a stigma around them because they're often not very <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yes. Well, you're uh, you're botting a little bit there. You're botting just a little bit, Jesse. Uh, right. I hate this bot oh, stuff. Wait. There you go. Now you're better. That was really quick. It was like you went to a bot and then you went into. Uh, to um your your regular voice or whatever, so you're all good. Um, and these these games are all console launch exclusives, which means they're probably timed and they'll come on other platforms a little bit later. Don't know when they're actually coming. 
Uh, Tetris Effect Connected, which is a game that came out on other platforms last year and now is going to uh, come to Xbox with online multiplayer and like a new single-player mode or something. Not much of a Tetris fan, but I know a lot of people love Tetris. So that's coming. Uh, then there's this game called The Gunk, which I thought looked interesting. Um, I don't. I think it's coming this year. Or I'm not really sure. Not really sure with a lot of dates on, on these games. Uh, but I thought it was cool. Then The Medium. I thought The Medium looks really cool. And I think Xbox uploaded some more gameplay for it. To check out actual gameplay for that game. Because it was a quick trailer. So it does really seem like it's side-by-side screen. You controlling the same character in two different realities. And interacting with stuff. And trying to figure stuff out. Like, I love the look of that game and the art style. Like, that, like, diseased world or destroyed demon world or whatever she's she's in is really, really cool. Right? Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Fantasy Star Online 2. That game's quite big, you know. Yeah, whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. Why is it at the show? It's It's, what, 10 years old at this point? Who cares about Fantasy Star Online? Oh, wow, that's mean. I mean, I'm not going to, like, here's the thing, like, I don't, there's stuff I care about and the stuff I don't care about, and I'll be the first one to say it. Fantasy Star Online 2, I don't care. I just literally zoned out I was watching it. Do not care. I mean, am I supposed to, am I supposed to damage control and tell you the opposite of what I feel? The worst thing about Fantasy Star Online is it's only available in the U.S., so. That is that, if you yeah. want If you want to play it in Europe, you have to switch region, download it, and then play on laggy American servers. Yeah, I know. You know, if I was, you know, probably cares about Fantasy Star. Phil probably cares about Fantasy Star. <laughs> <laughs> he probably cares, and I, Burabucho, Baracho, and Jack cares about Fantasy Star. I just don't care about it. And Staji says I'm being straight up selfish. I mean, what do you mean? I didn't say it shouldn't be on the platform. I just said I don't care about Fantasy Star Online too. I'm all happy for you guys to get your Fantasy Star. I just thought they could have done. Uh, you know, better for it, I, I or something else. I just don't care. I mean, what am I supposed to say? Uh, that I'm happy. Fantasy. I'm like, what am I supposed to say? I, I'm not gonna. I'm never going to play Fantasy Star Online two. For me, it was a wasted announcement. I couldn't give two shits about it. So it's like, am I supposed to be like make a big deal out of it? I don't. I don't know. Ran logic. Who cares about World of Warcraft? It's like 20 years old. Exactly. I don't care about World of Warcraft. That's why we never talk about it. It's why whenever Jez talks about it, I always shut him up after five minutes. <laughs> I don't want to talk about World of Warcraft. Um, Crossfire X campaign. Um, surprisingly, I thought it looked. I looked. I thought it looked. Uh, uh, I thought it looked pretty good. I ain't gonna lie. I saw that behind closed doors. Hmm. And I'm someone who doesn't really care about um, military shooters generally. Like I always like my shooters to have a spin on them. Like either they're sci-fi, like Prey, or like the World War Two or World War One, like Battlefield One and stuff like that. And um, like I don't care so much about the modern day military shooters. I don't know why. It's just just the thing I have. So like Crossfire X has always been something that I put to one side and didn't really care about, but. After seeing the campaign tr- gameplay yesterday behind closed doors, beyond virtual closed doors, I should say, I actually it's on my radar now. Um, Remedy are making it, and it's kind of like there's two warring private military corporations basically, and they're 
they've become like global powers and they control governments or something. Like I don't really know the full detail of the plot, but it was bombastic. It looked great. It had bullet time, like fear. And I haven't like, do you remember like how satisfying fears gunplay was with the bullet time and slow motion shooting dudes and environmental destruction popping off and seeing all the debris and sparks fly around in slow motion. Yeah. Like quantum break, I guess. Um, it was when I saw, when I saw the game in motion and then slow motion, I was like, yes, I get it now. So I'm interested in it now. Um, I'm probably, it's not probably not going to be a game that I'm get super hyped about or anything, but the way it's going to work is that these operations are like part of its battle pass content. So you buy the battle pass for crossfire X is multiplayer. You get the single player component and then you also get the characters in the multiplayer and exclusive, you know, tracks to earn unlocks and stuff like that. Like it's a battle pass thing. And there's going to be two operations that are both four hours long each, like two episodes. Um, so if you're into Crossfire X, which is a huge game in South Asia, like uh, Korea and stuff like that, um, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. Mm. But I don't think it's gonna blow anyone's minds. Maybe I don't know. But I'm, I went from not caring about it to being actually vaguely interested in it. So yeah, that's better than nothing, I guess. That's true. That's true. I, I, I'm gonna play it whenever it comes out. And I do, I did see the campaign is not in Game Pass. But the multiplayer is, but the multiplayer is also free to play. Uh, they did that, make that distinction, and uh, the multiplayer is going to require gold. Uh, so that's that's definitely interesting. I, I'm 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 going to play the campaign. I don't know how much I'll play of the multiplayer. Uh, Catalyscus or Katsukai says, seems like game development for all games has been affected by te- by the pandemic more than they care to admit. Keep fighting the good fight, Rand and Jess. Thank you for the uh, support. I just saw an article pop up from uh, Video Games Chronicle that basically. Uh, 343 has maybe admitted Lockhart's real in a like a press thing. Uh, oh no! <laughs> basically said that is this article says that Chris Lee Chris Lee let slip that the game was made to run on and I quote all Scarlet devices <laughs> or something. So I love it. Uh, oh dear! I mean, if that's if that's a true quote, then obviously you know because the whole rumor was that you had reported That's back so, um, in the day was that Scarlet yeah. is a family of next-gen devices. Xbox devices that include Anaconda and Lockhart, Anaconda That's how, that's how, they, describe, yeah. and, that's how uh, they describe it internally. So, like, that guy probably had it on its mind that it's all Scarlet devices, and that's probably how they refer to it internally. Yeah, so... They've just got to announce this thing now. Just come I mean, on. yeah, if you want to see... I, I, saw, I, I saw a pop-up from Video Game Chronicles sourcing uh, GameStar or something. Mike wants to know if the Pretium... Mm. Is the Medium a, a prequel to the Large? It's <laughs> uh, pretty funny. And, uh, yeah. And then it comes down to the end of the show, which everybody knew was going to be Fable. The guy said it was going to end the show. If Fable was real... For all the people that doubted that it existed in that playground. Like, like, <laughs> this was the worst kept secret in the world. And I think the Fable announcement didn't have the kind of punch that Microsoft expects. One, because everybody knew it was real. And two, it was a minute long. And it really showed nothing other than the existence of the game. I think maybe it would have a little bit more impact if the trailer was a little bit longer. Maybe showed the city. Maybe showed some characters. Instead of just like a fairy getting eaten by a toad. 
And that's kind of like the big <laughs> that thing. That was funny, man. It was No, it was funny. And it gives you a sense of like, hey, there's a lot of things you can take away here. Like Fable's still going to have the humor. It's like it's a fantasy game. It's your story. Uh, you, you know, you, there's going to be magic in it. I'm just saying like it was a game that was basically been known about for over two years now. And that Twitter account, by the way, that remember the Twitter account that Tom Warren's we all kind of knew was the Fable account. And then Aaron Greenberg said it wasn't. That same Twitter account became the official Fable account. Imagine <gasps> that. Shocker. Shocker. Right? So everybody knew Fable was real. I just kind of feel like the announcement didn't, like, people aren't really talking about it in, in, in that way because it's been rumored for so long and the trailer was very short and didn't really show that much. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when the game's coming out. I don't think it's coming out anytime soon. I don't think you can expect it next year. That's what I'm saying. Like, most of the show was just like, here's what, here's our roadmap. Here's our roadmap for what the first party is doing for nine of our studios. And we're going to give you, like, there's something here. If you're looking forward to Fable, Fable's coming. If you're looking forward to the next big Obsidian's RPG, it's on its way. You know, Halo is is coming day one. It's a platformer. Don't got to worry about it. If you're into State of Decay, there's a new one coming, and it might look like this. Right, uh, we have some some indie games coming, some some bigger kind of idea, uh, you know, uh, console launch exclusives. Like like, here's stuff coming. Here's Hellblade. We still have more stuff to show, but this is essentially the roadmap and the big thing. Like this is all coming to Game Pass, which is an absolutely incredible deal. And the only kind of problem is that I don't think this and it wasn't called the Xbox Series X game showcase, but like I don't, it didn't really do a good job of selling people on the Xbox Series X. Um, I think it did a good job of maybe keeping people who were in the Xbox ecosystem in it. Be like, okay, there's games coming finally. Especially when you compare this show to like 2013, the reveal in 2013 versus this this show, it's like night and day. Uh, but I don't think it really convinced people who were just you know PlayStation fans or people who had question marks about what Xbox was doing. I don't think it really convinced any of those people. Um, that would be kind of my big takeaway from all this. Like I I know the games are coming and I knew from when they first started buying these studios back in 2018, that the games were going to take time and that's on Microsoft to like, they essentially waited way too long. Like that's the story. They waited way too long to do all this stuff. They didn't, build first party in the 360 area when in, in era when they should have right they couldn't in the early Xbox 1 era because the Xbox 1 bombed to the point where the division had its budget and projects all canceled because who knows if Xbox 1 would even survive like it completely bombed mm. and by the time Phil was able to get promoted and actually get and convince Satya and Amy Hood to invest in gaming it was 2018 you need studios now. You buy the studios. Now you gotta get them to make games. Games don't take games don't grow in trees. And here you have it. Like these all these games are in production, which is more than you know before. But the problem is these games won't be here for probably two more years. So that's the kind of <laughs> that's the big takeaway. The games are coming, but they're just gonna be a while. And they they still got more to show, which they haven't shared. So Yep. Uh, Night Wolf says, thanks for making my 10-hour ride to the beach entertaining, guys. Hashtag vaca- vacation dive. Well, hope you enjoy your vacation, man. Uh, where are you going? You going to the beach? Well, he says he's going to the beach. What beach are you going to? Uh, <laughs> stay away from stay away from crowds. We don't we don't want more people getting sick. So No, we don't. 
So, uh, yeah. Um, what else is on the horizon, Jez? We got anything to look forward to in August, you think? Well, they've got there's rumors of this whole platform event, which uh, people are calling Xboxing Day for some reason. Not quite sure where that came from, actually. Is that just mm. what Jeffrey Crubb called it for yeah, fun? That's just what I he called know. it for fun, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a whole Xboxing Day thing. Um, platform stuff, Lockhart maybe. Uh, like They have to announce Lockhart now, surely. It's getting silly. Know, um, right? So... Uh, also, probably xCloud Beats. We'll probably get like the full list of games that are actually coming at xCloud rather than just, um, you know, sort of guessing. Because right now, all we know is what is in preview, but I, I do suspect there's going to be a lot more than that in the end. Um, just have to wait and see what they do. Yeah. Gameplay-wise, um... gameplay I don't know if there's going to be any more surprises at this point. But could be wrong. Could be wrong. Yeah. So uh, I think that's probably where we're going to be end the show, but we'll take some questions. So make sure you, uh, if you got anything you want to ask, make sure you put it in the uh, the chat. We'll answer it. want to thank everybody for being here. We had over like 1,700 people, which is always great. Uh, we'll put this up on iTunes and Spotify for you guys who want to listen to it that way, uh, most likely tomorrow. And um, yeah, hope hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. And yeah. Um, yeah, just hit us up with some questions. What do you what do you what do you, what are you playing right now, Jazz? Are you playing anything? You just you just chilling? I'm still playing other side, man. Like I love it. It's yeah. it's like the art style is amazing and it's turn based combat. It's bloody. It's like turn based Devil May Cry, man. I love it. Actually, it's more like turn based Dante's Inferno, I'll say. It's very like stylized, spooky art and all that sort of stuff. Right. No, you really enjoy it. Yeah, Nightwolf says, North Carolina, co- cottages are spaced out. Beachfront's access is your beach, so no touchy-touchy for sure. That's good. Um, <laughs> Craig Jackson says, Randy Jazz, what, what about no Forza Motorsport gameplay at the show? And did Phil Spencer say that the game was in early development? Um, yeah, they didn't really have a gameplay demo, and Phil said it was in early development. So, you know, who knows when that game's coming out. Uh, I'm just, you know, they. I think Forza does need extra time to kind of it was getting a little long in the tooth. It's the eighth entry in the series. So, uh, Radimus says, Hey, Ran and Jez, why do you think they allow that kind of pre-show? Mm, I have no idea. Good question. What do you I, think they did? I think they just kind of let Jeff Keighley kind of put it together and they gave him some trailers and he just was like, I need some of my influencer buddies to show up, but like none of the influencer buddies really like Xbox or know what's going on. So... Uh, yeah, you kind of end up with that, right? So, Utilist <laughs> says, "Hey, what was your favorite part of the show, Jez? What did what was your favorite part of the? I I, I don't even need State of Decay three was Jez's favorite <laughs> part of the show, right? Am I right? Yes, it was. Although, like, I really like the Dragon Quest announcement because you know I like those kind of games. So, I think the Dragon Quest announcement should have been in the main show, um, you know. But I guess they wanted the main show to be just Xbox Series X stuff." Because um, this is just like it's Xbox One game upscaled on Xbox Series X or something. It's not it's not being made for Xbox Series X, but I think that would have been a bigger announcement to put in the main show. Like, who cares, you know, about that? Ultimately, I also really like that that um, that game the Riverbond devs making. What's it called now? Uh, it's called Echo Generation. Echo Generation. Yeah, I really like the look of that game as an indie. It looked like um, you know '90s '80s horror nostalgia. 
kids uh, exploring supernatural events in their town and stuff like that. So I uh, quite am looking forward to that game too. But I feel the same way about everyone else. Everyone else does that. I wish there'd be more gameplay, but it just it just is what it is. You know, you either have to crumble into a puddle of tears and switch to PlayStation, like a lot of people in the you know influencer community or the wannabe youtuber community have done um because you know you're sensitive to other opinions or you just game on because there's so much games to play and maybe you just don't really care about exclusives anyway because you play overwatch all day like i do yeah so um my favorite part of the show uh halo infinite uh that was the biggest part of the show i love halo it was nice getting to see the gameplay demo and that cgi trailer at the beginning really got me excited uh, maybe it could have been Fable if they showed something a bit more substantial. It could have been Hellblade 2 if they actually showed something. Could have been Avowed if they showed something more substantial. Uh, but for me, it was it was Halo Infinite. Uh, what else we got here? Um, let's see. Uh, what about COD 2020? Uh, I think they're revealing that sometime next month during their own thing. Uh, and S- Sildur's Bane says, Ran and Jazz, do you think... This might put more pressure on Microsoft to buy WB Interactive. As you like to say, they need games, and presumably they have a bunch of games ready to go. Yeah, they need games and studios if they want to reach their Netflix of gaming stuff, but the problem with WB is it's really expensive. Um, I would like for them to buy it because I think the studios are worth it, but it ain't my money. So Microsoft needs to be the one to figure out if it's worth $4 billion and all that stuff. Um, That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Uh I do, I do. I've always said Microsoft needs three more studios, uh, a big AAA studio, and probably a couple more like mid-tier ones. But they, in my opinion, they do need more than than what they have. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, uh, we have Fugly says, "How about Bungie and Microsoft joining?" Uh, you never know. Uh, they definitely seem like the the relationship is very much repaired. Uh, DJ FX Kenya says, "Thoughts on Exo Mecha?" I mean, it looked cool. Uh, like it looked like Transformers fighting, but I think it's also a free-to-play game, so uh, I have to take a wait-and-see approach on that. Uh, Calyrex says, "Do you think we'll see the Initiative's games next game next show from Microsoft?" So uh, in August, if if in a response to uh, PlayStation, I mean, it's mm. possible. I think we do see. I mean, Matt Booty was pretty. He said at the show, like we'll see more from their other studios later this year. That could point to what something in August. That could point to something uh, if they do an XO 2020 or the Game Awards are still there. Or maybe they have some special launch event when they launch Series X in November. Or maybe that's XO 2020. They could Weren't there rumors sp- that they were going to do the X, um, Tokyo Game Show this year? Or yeah, there's Tokyo Game Show, and I think they're still part of um, uh, the, the Gamescom stuff. So I guess, I, I guess it all depends, man. I mean, if Sony comes out guns blazing in August... Maybe Microsoft feels they need to move up some things they held back. It's you know, only time will tell. But apparently, I say that like it's a fact. Uh, you know, when I'm literally just like, I don't know. I literally saying I don't know, and the guy will be upset saying that's a fact. Goes, well, it is a fact because I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Uh, same thing from. Do you think we'll see initiatives game in August or is it too soon? Maybe. Well, the thing is, is it too soon? I don't know because Avowed was a really quick trailer. And Fable was a really quick trailer, so nothing is really too soon when you're building CGI trailers, right? That's true. So you can you can build a CGI trailer really quickly, and they could do one for Perfect Dark, even if 
even if it's perfect dark and if that game is still years away like a lot of these things are Mm. uh mariano says since the reveal at the game awards how do you how do you two feel microsoft is doing also how's the back doing ryan thanks for the content hashtag simp for the xbox too uh the back's doing a lot better man uh thanks for the uh thanks for the question um yeah so how do how do we feel that microsoft's doing since the reveal jazz of the xbox series x yeah since the reveal from the vgas i think like they've done a lot better than they have in previous years like obviously the may thing was a blip but like a lot of the stuff they'd done up to then were, was rock solid, revealing the specs with the Foundry, which is always the right thing to do. Let independent experts look at it, um, you know. And uh, XCloud stuff's been rolling out pretty well, although <laughs> kind of sucks if you're on an iPhone um, because I don't know if you saw this run, but in the information about Destiny, in the blog post about Destiny coming to XCloud, there's no mention of iPhone, just the Android version. Yeah, iPhone's gonna be. Probably going to take a little bit. Uh, on that if you out. if you if you want XCloud, I'm going to say right now, if you really want XCloud, you're going to have to switch to Android or get an Android tablet mm-hmm. because Apple is not going to make it easy for Microsoft to put a, a basically an ecosystem into their ecosystem. Apple hates this. This is why Apple makes it Apple makes it hard for Google and YouTube to sell like YouTube music or YouTube subscriptions on their platform. They make it hard for Spotify to sell subscriptions on their platform because Apple is anti-competitive. And that's why they're going through anti-competitive lawsuits in Europe and maybe even the US, like based on some court filings. So like, seriously, if you want to play on xCloud, you need to switch to an open platform, which is Android. And you need to get an Android, cheap Android tablet costs about $200, $300, just get like I've got a Samsung Galaxy Tab A. It costs like three hundred dollars. You know, like it's not the best tablet in the world, but you know it works for XCloud. And frankly, I'd rather play it on an eight-inch screen than a six-inch phone screen anyway. But yeah, I don't think Apple fans are going to be happy with Apple cock blocking X- XCloud. It's just the way it's going. Yeah. But I think they've been doing mostly a good job. I mean, I think I think the rollout of the hardware stuff has been great. They stumbled uh, really heavily in May, um, and it, I, I guess like it really depends on your own like. Were you satisfied with this show? Did you hate this show? And if you hated it, then they completely fell flat on on your face. If you loved it, then they did good. I still think Microsoft is better at showcasing hardware uh, in like trailers and talking about it than they are showcasing the games that they have. Yeah, um, I, agree. I, I think they're better at the hardware stuff than the game stuff. I think they they just I don't know they just don't really showcase games very very well. That seems to be a problem that they've had for a long time. So, um, they're doing they're doing good for now. Um, but uh, I don't think it was as good as they were doing. Um, because now you now you need to show the games and like they're there but they're very far away and some of them are CGI so it's like eh i, I just kind of get it's really tough to get excited about CGI stuff for me at least uh Sas- sasha says hey ran and Jez, can you two stop taking turns getting sick or hurting and just have a relaxing week playing games i hope so Ho- hopefully this week will be a relaxing week and uh, i'll be playing ghost of tsushima a lot so i can talk about it extensively on the next show um, cuz that game is really good but it's also really long uh, East Coast says, Rand, I got two questions. Where was the global publishing team in the show? They, they seemed really weak this time around. And can we expect studio acquisitions in August? Uh, I think the global publishing game was that Ask Dust Falls game. 
And I th I think they have more. They just that was just the one they showed here. As to why more of them didn't show up, I don't know. Uh, studio acquisitions. I mean, expect like they pretty made made it pretty clear that they they're not to expect them in this show. Um, I mean, if they make them, they'll probably it'll just be an announcement. Uh, certainly anything's possible. But what do you think, Jazz? You think uh, they gonna make any studio acquisition announcements anytime soon? I have no idea. It, these things are complicated because it depends on local laws. Like, for example, if they're acquiring a company in one country, it might be like, oh, we better just announce it because all of this stuff's going to be public information anyway. But if they're announcing it in another country where they don't have to make it public, then they could save it for a big press release or something like that. Yeah. Um, for example, I think like if they acquired a massive studio like Bungie, they'd want to announce it as soon as possible because they'd have to inform staff. Because... If they acquired Bungie, some people would probably be mad redundant because they don't need Bungie's marketing team. They don't need a lot of a lot of Bungie's staff, you know. So um, there'd be considerations to make. It's complicated when you announce a studio because you have to remember that it's not just about our hype. It's about all the people affected by the acquisition. It's about the staff. It's about the share potential shareholders or people who own. Like if the company's private, does anyone actually own any equity in the company? Do they have to be informed? Will they leak it? You know, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Um, it's quite, it's a complicated process, and it depends on a lot of factors. So, yeah, if they if they acquire a studio and, and it makes sense to announce it before it leaks or, or be it to my public, then, yeah, they'll announce it before August. Sometimes they just can't hold it back for a show because of multiple factors. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Captain Lester says, Insider Rand, when will the Xbox handheld, handheld come out? Love you guys. Great show. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> never. The Xbox handheld will never come out. Just, just so Jez can never experience that. And, Don't be so sure, Rand. Yeah, I know, I know. Kim, King, King, King John Big Bomb says, "Hey, Rand, what is your take on if Xbox Live Gold will be going free? Well, there's something going on with Xbox Live Gold. Uh, will it change? Will multiplayer be free? Will they get rid of gold completely? I don't know. Uh, but something, but some clearly is changing with with that service." And we'll probably find out in a well, I think we'll find out probably this year, wouldn't you say, Jez? Yeah, I think like the whole reason they stopped the annual thing is because maybe it'll change. I don't think they'll get rid of the paywall uh, right because, like we just talked about before, it subsidizes the hardware, and there's a lot of reasons we just getting that getting rid of that straight away is not a good idea, <laughs> yeah, um, from a business perspective. So it could go either way. We just need to wait. Uh, Staji Caesar says, do you think we'll see Hellblade 2 in August to show off the Series X? I would say probably no, because then what was the point of them being in the show now? Yeah. What was the point of them being in the show now if you're going to show off gameplay for it the following month? That's kind of the way I would look at it. Yeah. I don't think we'll see Hellblade 2 again and maybe, maybe they do a VGA thing, but probably more than likely whatever they do for E3 next year. Um, but yeah. So you know what? Uh, details. William says, "Where's Cuphead DLC or Flight Sim?" Well, Flight Sim is about to come out on on PC uh, next month. It'll eventually come out on Xbox at some point in time. Uh, I'm they 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 said that it, it will come out on Xbox Series X. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't know when. Probably sometime after launch. Maybe 2021. Maybe that's one of the games for 2021. Keep on talking about like. You look at these lists of games and you try to figure out when they're coming. It doesn't seem like they're coming 2021. 
Flight Sim might be mm-hmm. one of those games. So yeah, that's true. Gears Tactics I mean, might be one getting... of those games. Well, I think Gears no, Tactics, no, no, no. Is, this year. Gears Tactics is a launch game. Yeah, figured. I heard that. Gears so, Tactics well. launching with the Gears Tactics should have launched for the Xbox Day One with PC. I don't know, man. Should have. You want to talk I, about? You want to play your games on device that you want and whatever, but sometimes you don't do that. I I get maybe flights in, but I don't get Gears Tactics. Anyways, that's what we're gonna end the show on today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, shout out to all you in the look. Sh- <laughs> I just got a funny message. I just broke concentration <laughs> trying to end the show. Um, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast. So, you know, hit the like button, subscribe. If you want to get, you no, know, you know, follow the channel and not- hit the notification bell if you always want to get notified whenever I upload new videos or whenever this podcast goes live. And make sure you follow me and Jez on Twitter. Obviously, it's on the screen. So, yeah. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And um, keep it gaming, guys. We will see you next week. Later. <laughs>